Hello, listening people. Hello! You are listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm your host, Ryan Sawinski. Well, I'm also your host, Bartek. Thank you, Bartek. See, I was, I was giving you that leeway so that way I'd be like, I'm your host, and you're like, and I'm your other host, or I'm the host too, and you, you, you leaped right onto that hook there. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know what else is a hook? An unappreciated masterpiece. What is an unappreciated masterpiece other than a hook? You mean the movie Hook? No. I don't think that's an unappreciated... Nor a masterpiece. So what is it? It is a film. Oh. An appreciated mess. Appreciated? That is the best way to describe Hook. (laughs) An appreciated mess. All right. Well, speaking of appreciated, get the hell out of here. All right. So, I'm sorry. I almost said the F word, but that, that's not cool. You almost we'll, said. You almost said fish. Uh, well, we'll find out later why, why I almost said the F word, and then I stopped because this movie taught me that oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. On unappreciated masterpieces, we find movies that are great, but people don't know that they're great. Movies that need love. Maybe some people do love it. Maybe some don't. But we here are going to give love to the movies that we think deserve it. But, look, a lot of movies deserve it that do have it. But we mean deserve it, but don't have it. Mm. If you follow, ladies and gentlemen. We do audio commentaries while watching these movies. And at one point we're going to do three, two, one, go. And when we say go, you can choose if you want to watch it alongside with us. Yeah, yeah, if you want to be, if you want to be one of the cool kids. Mm-hmm. So, Bartek, with all this said about an unappreciated masterpiece, what is the unappreciated masterpiece that us, Spin Polish, which obviously, you know, if you are long-time listeners, you'll know why we're called Spin Polish, and it's because we're always spitting, and we both happen to be Polish, isn't that right? Mm-hmm. And we like presents. So, yes. This December, you Christmas. Said, yeah, Christmas. Oh, um, are we watching a Christmas movie? No, that's next week, Ryan. No, that's next time. That's next episode. If if that happens, who knows? The Grinch might happen. We're not we're not doing the Grinch. I I fucking hate the Grinch. Um, what's the film? The film that we are doing today harkens back to. Okay, before I say it, I'm gonna refer to the number two a fair bit today. Are you so... saying that this film's a number two? No, but look. Are you saying it stars Robert Wagner, who starred in the Austin Powers movies as number two? Mm-hmm. Yes, I knew it. No, it's got Rob Lowe. Um, the Rob reason why is, on this show, I give the... Ryan, just first of all, establish that you don't speak Polish. I'm not going to say one way or the other. Okay, he's being modest about his suckiness. <laughs> um, the second movie we ever did on this show was Thunderpants. Aww. And back in those days, I didn't give the localized titles of these movies. I just translated them, the, the words as they were, literally. Oh, you fucked up. Yes, I'm So you should apologize to previous Ryan for not understanding what you were saying. I'm sorry, suck Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> That's current Ryan. Previous Ryan would have been sucked Ryan. Get it right. Ryan. Thank you. Oh, audience, you don't know why you said thank you because a physical thing just happened in the room. Anyway, if I could go on... Go on. If I could go on with the point I was making, this time the title... 
<laughs> this time the title is <coughs> Which is a previous guest on the show Yes, that? from two episodes ago <laughs> Jesus, our guest right now is dying But we're not going to acknowledge him yet Anyway, the point uh-huh. I'm trying to make is This time the movie once again Does not have a localised title But I will literally translate it Just to continue with a tradition that we had at one point And also to make it so that Ryan can finally admit That he doesn't speak Polish The movie we are watching today is Jmot Ptaszki Oh, Thunderbirds! Yes! <laughs> 2004! You see, I knew that because I've watched the film beforehand. Um, it's a, always an elaborate ruse when I, throughout all of our show, when I say I do not know what the movie is, because of course I know what the movie is, because we've watched it, researched it beforehand, before doing the recording. So, of course I know that the film's Thunderbirds. Also, I'm fluent in Polish, but, uh, you know, that's that's the end of that Polish conversation. No more Polish is going to be used in the episode. Like, you know, no need to test me on how Polish I am. Wait, 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 I mean, but... No genetic blood tests are needed, you know? Whoa, 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 I don't need but, to use any Polish words but, other than my last name. But, Ryan, what if you need to say the Polish word for soap. Well, I don't know, man. I just have to not say it then. Well, <laughs> um, oh. who's our guest? Who's giggling like a schoolgirl? Spoiler alert, it's a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. You said schoolgirl and they're like, oh, it's a girl. But no. And then, then, he, then, then he, he said man and then he proceeded to go... <laughs> In the background, <laughs> like a girl. It wasn't even like you know, like <laughs> it was just. You see, just, you just did it there, so I'm gonna uh, audio uh, transplant that and put it over your ritual uh, line. <laughs> and that too, just Bartek. <laughs> so who is it? They're talking at me. I don't know who they are. Jesus, usually I give like a kooky introduction, but I I think we're out kooked already. Oh come on, <laughs> Late- we've gone full kook. Ladies and gentlemen, it's returning guest, um, who's been on the show before. Um, Some might I, say victim. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't know this for sure, but I believe the second movie we did this year was Meet Dave. Yeah, no, that was his first film. No, second... no, 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 no. The second movie we did in two thousand sixteen. I believe it was Meet Dave. Catch that kid. Catch that kid was way back in May. That was this year. We did meet Dave before no, Catch we, we did. We did. We, we did meet Dave, Dave in January. First. Then it was Catch it, My Kid. It was the night. Catch of... My Kid. Oh, no, Catch That Kid. Catch Sorry. Reese oh. McKenzie, everyone. Uh, or as I... we like to know him, the Kid Catcher. All right. Look, I was trying to make the point. He was in the second movie of 2016. Now he's in the second last episode of 2016. There. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. That's for... what thank you, you meant. You. I thought you said like his second film no, that he did just... on the show was Meet Dave. And I'm like, that's wrong. <laughs> So, let's get all this mess out of the way. Let's let them say hi first. Hi. Uh, no, no, Ryan, not you. I'm talking about Reese. Just because your name also has an R and has four letters doesn't mean you're the same person. Okay, I'll explain myself. It's been an array of emotions since I've just started the episode because Ryan admitted he hates the Grinch. I love the Grinch. Uh, I mean, I love the character and the animated one, but I fucking hate the Ron Howard, Jim Carrey Grinch. <sighs> Fun story about the Grinch. I fell asleep during it in the cinema, as did my father, because did you know the Grinch goes for three and a half hours? Why is the Grinch the same length as The Godfather Part 2? No one will know. No one knows, because you know why? All kids are dead by the point that that movie finishes. And if you you look me in the eye and say that a four-year-old kid sat down and thoroughly watched The Grinch all the way through without getting up at any point in a cinema without falling asleep or asking to go out 
You're lying to yourself. Just to remind everyone, the movie's Thunderbirds. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> watching Thunderbirds. But, you know, fuck the Grinch uh, uh. with Rod Howard. I mean, Jim Carrey's performance is great, but you know what? That's the only thing in the movie that's good. That and his design. The rest of it just looks like Tim Burton did a wet fart. You don't like their noses? Fuck them! <laughs> you, don't, you don't like Anthony Hopkins' narration? Like, this suit? No, I could do a better narration. Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> which I assume Anthony Hopkins was. So, we're doing Thunderbirds, the 2004 <laughs> classic, which was directed by uh, Jonathan Frakes, who is uh, the acclaimed uh, f- uh, director and actor from Star Trek The Next Generation, known as the character of Commander Riker. You're looking Reese confused. He directed some great episodes of Star Trek and oh, Star okay. Trek oh, yeah, First gotcha. Contact. I think Reese and I are on the same page. He's an acclaimed director? He is! Of television. Yeah, right. that makes sense. That yep. makes sense, yeah. Because, wait, wait, whoa. Are you saying that Jonathan Frakes is not a claimed director? Did you not watch the movie Thunderbirds? Oh, oh, oh Ryan, yeah. We know how Do this you is. know what show you're on? Jeez, guys. We're on the show... Appreciated Messes. That's a good title, actually. <laughs> We're on the show where we talk about unappreciated masterpieces... Most directors of Unappreciated Masterpieces, or at least a lot of them, are not acclaimed. And that's the problem that we're trying but to fix. He was acclaimed before doing this, so it's kind of like just a little pet project. What other films has he done? Uh, uh, Star first... Trek Nemesis. Star Trek First Contact. He does. Wait, First Contact? I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought he did a Star Trek film. Well, if he did Star Trek First Contact, that means he's acclaimed. There you go. End of that discussion. So, I may be wrong on my Star Trek movie facts there, but, you know, fuck it. We're watching Thunderbirds. Get your copy of Thunderbirds from 2004, the live-action one, of course, not the one with marionettes or one with uh, uh, animation, which is currently out right now called Thunderbirds. The Go one with the great DVD menu. Yes. Thunderbirds 2004. Get your copy ready, because we're going to start this in three, two, one. Wait, don't Play. say go. Say Thunderbirds are go. Okay, fine. He's already played it. <laughs> I've already played it. So, just FYI, guys, you know, uh, Universal logo is playing because, you know, you know what would have been better for this already? I'm making a critique. You know how a lot of um, Paramount movies do, like, a little fun thing with their opening logo for whatever movie? Wouldn't it have been cool if the Universal thing just then had uh, Thunderbird 5 just hovering around it? Yeah, I could see that happening. Mm, that would have been, that been fun. Yum. Yeah, but they didn't think of that, so... Or wouldn't it have just been amazing if... Studio Canal. Studio Canal was called Studio Anal. <laughs> and they well, only... And when, when you go to Poland, you'll see that logo a lot. Or Anal? Studio Canal. Yeah, is it Polish? It's not Polish, but it's on a lot of things that are shown in Poland for some reason. They've got, like, channels that they sponsor. You know, like, how Fox has channels down here. Huh. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is a movie that um, we haven't talked about our history with. Uh, Reese, let's go with you first. Yes. What's your history with this flick? I saw it in the cinema. Oh, yeah? How did you feel? I don't remember. Then why I, I re- did you tell us you saw it in the cinema? Well, is he going to lie? Yeah, Reese is a liar. Oh. It's true. I am a pathological liar. I have problems. Anyway, moving on. Um, look, the thing is, I don't remember this. I do remember it being on Foxtel, and that's my history with this film. Did you like it? I, honestly, I don't know. I do have an opinion on it now. Oh, uh, uh, well, we'll get to your opinion. Yeah, later, later, later. later. Bartek, your history with this film? 
Um, I'd never seen the film. I'd, I'd only heard of the show, and I knew that it was an, a puppet show, Marionation, I believe the yeah. term is called. Um, I might have seen a second of it on TV once, um, but I didn't watch it. Because yeah. someone who was around, I think my dad mentioned, oh, I don't like that. So I'm like, oh, well, I won't watch it then. <laughs> Did you know, do you think Ron Cook, who's an actor in this movie, is related to Bruce Cook? I hope he is. And we all hope. Yeah. Um, I, my, my history with this is already confusing myself, which was, I did not see this in the cinema. Not that confusing, because that always happens. But I swear after watching it last night for preparations for this show, I have seen the movie before. Mm. But I'm pretty sure that I've never seen this movie. <laughs> also, fun fact, Hans Zimmer did the music, as did Nick Angel, his music supervisor. Nick Angel, of course, is the music, music guy for... Uh, uh, Edgar Wright movies. Uh, Hot oh, Fuzz. Oh, oh, oh. Hot Fuzz, what? hence his name in Hot Fuzz is Nicholas Angel. Uh, just I found that just a little fun thing here because I thought the music in this movie, uh, with Hans Zimmer, of course, being involved, but like I thought it was thrilling, fun, exciting. But my history is one where I just go, I think I, I swear I've seen this movie before, but I'm pretty sure I've never seen this movie before. You might have seen movies like it then? I might have just seen Ben Kingsley in a movie and just went, oh, it's, it's it's this movie, yeah? Because Ben Kingsley's in this movie. I'm already leaping into Kingsley. I could wait to leap into King. Um, he is great, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> yes. He was in a previous film of ours, which was... Uh, um, Prince of Persia, Prince... The Sands of Time. And he's the same character. Oh. Same outfit. I think his character in this one is much more enjoyable. Whoa. I liked him a lot in this movie. I did. I almost liked him as much in Prince of Persia. You're right, but it's hard to equal them. It's but, hard to, but I did. But you know who this woman is equal to? In our first episode of the show, we yes, did uh, Big course. Fat Liar. In which, um, what was her name? Uh, Sandra O, oh, I think is her name. Yeah, like yep. I could remember. Played a uh, bitch teacher. She has not been beaten in bitch teacherness until now. This woman really? is evil. She's great. I wish that... Would it be great if she was Ben Kingsley's, like, wife? Mis- no, mistress. <laughs> that would work better. Mistress. Mis- oh. No, that's the nerdy chick. Oh. That's, and then, like, this would be her... No, I was also saying, wouldn't it be great if it was Ben Kingsley? <laughs> like, she just, like, took off her hair and, it, uh, like, it cut back to him being, like, horrified and it cuts back to her and it says Ben Kingsley in a dress. Well, right, that's just silly. Oh, principal. Oh, also, oh, oh. I got very confused by the editing just then. <laughs> I think it was good because it was like, oh, they're outside, but it looks like these guys are inside, but yeah. they're interacting with each other. What's happening? And then you get this shot to show you that the inside is outside. Yeah. Which is great. That's deep. It's, it's almost as deep as the color palette of this movie. This color palette has a lot of warm, inviting colors. It kind of just yeah. oozes onto the screen. You know how I describe the color of this movie? Blonde. Cause a lot of the characters are blonde in this movie and I feel like it has a kind of blonde blonde tone. Yeah. Blonde colour palette. Like everything's yeah. that kind of yellowy orange. I like it. It's yeah. very interesting. I wonder if it's... Jonathan Frakes did that on purpose. He, of course he did. He's, it, it, he's very particular. He chose the main actor, child actor, Bradley Corbett, because he is blonde. Is it Bradley? Brad 
Brady. Oh, bra- oh get fuck. it fucking right. I was, I was close. To He's it. one of the bunch. What? He's what? Brady. Brady he was, bunch. He was that a, a re- okay reference. He made a reference. Oh, he clap, made a clap. Made a reference. Fuck yeah! Wait, so which one of the Brit? Oh, okay. Okay, I see it now. It was a joke, Reese. It was a joke. Also, we missed a great moment of cinema at the very beginning. I was talking talk about that teacher. I don't know if you noticed this. I feel like Bartek would have definitely noticed this. One of the kids in the foreground of the shot did held up his arm and did the loser sign <laughs> to our main character. It was so nonchalant and hidden in the shot that I actually rewound it and went, is he doing... Oh my god, he's doing the loser side. I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, same deal. Now, if you'll notice, I love this part of the movie where they're just watching the Thunderbirds do their thing, right? Now. Oh, yeah? And then eventually you'll get to see the children to do something very, very weird. It'll come up soon, I hope. Well, so, we say weird, but remember, they're private school kids, so yeah. it's fairly normal, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. all private school kids are freaks. Is it, is it an all-boy school? Then that's it! No, that's <laughs> it! That's it! <laughs> I wrote that down in my notes, which was hair gesture time. <laughs> in fact, I don't have my notes in the room right now, but in my notes, I wrote a lot of something time. Like, you know, like, a fight time, or, or like, B time, or... A lot of... This movie really evoked a, a period... Like, a, a feeling that there's lots of periods of time that happen in this movie. And then you find out, like, this movie is one of those that takes place in, like, a week as well. Like, it's it's only within a couple of days, yeah, maybe a week. Yeah, this one's not as long as a week. Nah. I well, think from really this opening week. sequence on, maybe it's, like, four days? It's not as long as Thunderpants, at least. No, nothing's as long as Thunderpants. Which, by the way, let's let's try not to accidentally say Thunderpants throughout this episode. So, Thunderpants won here. <laughs> that that would have been a great time. No, no. When I was watching this, I wanted to know if you guys felt the same about about this certain character that's going to pop up. In the show, we get a lot of bully characters. Yes, yes. yes I'm glad you're bringing this up. Did you think that this bully character here that yeah. walks in? Was going to... Who looks like Frankie Muniz, by the way. He does. Um, Did you think he was going to come back and affect the plot in yes. any manner? I, I thought yeah, it was going to be like big... Well, not as sort of minimal as Big Fat Lie, but more so. Like, he would have been involved a little bit more, have a little character development. Well, no. no, the thing with me is I simply wanted an explanation for Diaper Boy. <laughs> Diaper Boy? Yeah, like, why is it called that? Like, is, this, is that a reference to the series? Is that, like, something I don't think this the character exists in the series. I can't imagine he does. No. I think this is... And I to see, Brains, I don't think, had a kid. Um, Talking about... Thunderbirds and Thunderpants. Mm. Thunderpants came out first. 2002. Did this copy Thunderpants or did Thunderpants copy Thunderbirds, the original? Like, there was no kid brain, was there? I can't remember. I've watched the show, I just can't remember. No. And he, this kid reminds me of Rupert Grint in Thunderpants. Like, he's just like, I watched Thunder, I mean, Thunder, yeah, Thunderpants. And now I'm going to be him, but in Thunderbirds, and no one will know. Oh, I noticed. I noticed you, little fuck. <laughs> he was my favourite character. Rupert Grant or the kid? The kid in this. Right. Um, what was his name? He had a great name. Ferd- Ferdinand? Ferdinand? Not Franz Ferdinand. That guy got assassinated. That was World War One. That was a World War One reference for no, you, making, uh, for you true like, history was, fans. I thought it was the duck from Babe. Like Ferdinand, you know. No, it was Fur Furlon or Fer- No, not Edward Furlon. Fermat, Fermat, that's Fermat. 
Fermat. Oh yeah, Fermat Fulton, isn't it? Yeah, I love. And it's great because he stutters, so it'd be like, <laughs> which we'll get into. So, um, tell me about y- your experience watching this movie, Bartek, because you said you hadn't watched it before, but you own this on DVD. Yes. Give us a bit of an ex- run rundown on you watching this. Well, just to explain the DVD, this is one movie in a five-pack. It was a five-comedy pack with uh, the second Mr. Bean movie. I'm listing this on the order on the cover. The second Mr. Bean movie, the first Mr. Bean movie, Small Soldiers, Thunderbirds, and Mystery Men, which I believe we'll do on the show at some point, right? What, Mystery Men? Yeah. Maybe. Arguable. There also, is a... this kid. I thought he was going to come yes. back. <laughs> I did too. Aliens! I was like, oh, they're introducing a new character, but go on. So I bought this five-pack, I think the same day I bought Year One back in May, 2016. Oh. little history lesson for you guys. Very good. Um, that was a long time ago. Because I used to own Small Soldiers on DVD, but I think it was like given away or something. So I, oh. I wanted it back, plus I liked the Mr. Bean movies, so that was a bonus. And then Thunderpants and Mystery Man were just two extra things that happened to be there. Didn't really... Thunderbirds? Did I say? See, I already said Thunderpants, yeah. Uh, Thunderbirds and Mystery Room happened to be two extra things that were there. I'm like, oh, okay, two extra movies, why not? Um, um, got it for six dollars, no, $3 actually. Can I bring up a problem with your DVD? It says it's a five pack, right? Yeah. And it has five discs in it. Yeah. The, on the side of your DVD, it has six movie titles. Does it? Yes. No, it doesn't. Mr. Bean's Holiday. Being the ultimate disaster movie. No, that's Small... that's being, being the, the ultimate, ultimate disaster, disaster movie. movie. It's not. Moron. It's not the. It's not. Desi- if you're gonna correct someone's <laughs> DVD, make sure that you've done the research, buddy. I have. Go on. It's not... I try to listen to Bartek's soliloquy here. <laughs> Go on, Shakespeare. Where was I up to? You're up to the fact that it cost three dollars. <laughs> yeah. It... It says $6 on the cover, but I got it for half price. Because you gave them a wicked blowjob. No, because I also bought... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, 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 right. This is going to make you go, oh, fuck. I bought it along with Year One and Freddy Got Fingered. Oh. No longer a kid's selection. <laughs> well, Freddy Got Fingered's a kid's movie. Have you not watched it? It's it's not really a kid's movie. Ah, oh, you it haven't watched really, it. Yeah, it you haven't watched really, it. I'm just I have watched it. I don't think he's watched it. It doesn't display proper movie qualities. It's it, Ryan... In our Meet Dave episode, he sang, Daddy, would you like some sausage? Do not question Reese. Thank you. So, you watched this film, you bought it on DVD, you hadn't seen it before, and you didn't watch it until for this experience. Was it an enjoyable experience? (gasps) Did it make your Thunderbird go? Yes, it did. (laughs) Thunderbirds were go, Ryan. Reese, uh, did it make your Thunderbird war go? No, but Anthony Edwards, I love Anthony Edwards. I love him so much. Is that the Brains? Yeah, that's Brains. He's he was He's no sh- Bill Paxton, but no one is. Go on, Bartekian. Oh, back to me. Um, Back to Bartek. Back to Bartek segment. Back to Bartek, the back new to, hit show on back CBS. To Hello, Bartek segment brought to you by... Colostomy bags. I mean, condoms. <laughs> I mean, dildos on condoms. It's funny con- because Bartek's never used any of it's those. Actu- but this segment is brought to you by Dildo yes. Whips. Have you used dildos, Ryan? Um, I've used colostomy bags. Oh, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> Go on. D- <laughs> Again, where am I up to? Um, you up to using DVD, dildo. I got it for half price. Freddy got fingered. Um, 
Spoiler alert, he didn't actually get fingered. Uh, um, that's what I watched it for. Oh, well. Oh, did I like it? Yes, I did like it. It did remind me of, as you've uh, stated on this show, the Munez era. Mm. The mid-2000s or early to mid-2000s era of kids' movies that have a nice sort of uh, unique idiosyncratic attitude about them. Uh, I read online that the fans of the original Thunderbirds, the TV series, are not too happy with this movie because they made it, like, super kid-friendly, like you're watching the kids the whole time, Uh. and that it didn't capture the spirit of the show well, despite the music being good and uh, Lady Penelope and Parker also being good. Um, And and Ben Kingsley, obviously. Oh, of course. And Ben Kingsley. (laughs) <laughs> good Parker impersonation. Uh, no, I, was, I thought you were going to say good Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> because, impersonation. Because Park is English and he's very like, I, I, nah, madam, nah. like when he sees her like Wait. naked a lot, like he gets all very like, oh, oh my, oh. Did you not see that sequence in which she's like in the bathtub and he's all like, oh, oh, madam, like he's got his English I don't erection. See- I don't seem to remember him caring. Also, I don't think he oh, stutters that much. You have to watch it again. There's a lot of <laughs> sexual tension. No, no, I mean this. I mean this. There's a lot of sexual tension between her well, and yeah, him. Yeah, there are sexual tension between and, them. And he's very like, oh my. Like, oh, he's overwhelmed by the, the possibilities. I thought that he handled it like a champ. He did. I thought he was a gentleman. He handled it like a gentleman, but he still was a man. Yeah. He, he was a gentle a, man. A gentleman with red cheeks. He had a lot of red cheeks in this film. And that's not a euphemism for erection. I was saying to Reese on the car ride over here, because we came by car, um, Is that, that how you come? Oh no, right, oh you just revealed it. Um, <laughs> in the whole world of sarcastic British butlers, he's one of the more jolly ones. Is he sarcastic? Ever? Well, his tone seems to imply it. But he's not actually sarcastic. He's never been sarcastic. He's, well, sarcastic he's very not really the right word, but... Surly? Snarky, maybe? Snarky. Sm- snarky is the term. Yes. Smirky. In the whole world of snarky Smirky. British <laughs> butlers, he, he's one of the more not savage, I suppose. Yeah, he's not, he's not you know, Alfred in he- The Dark Knight. He'll high five a kid for doing something good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he won't. He won't like you when you, you touch his Ford, basically, because all the cars in this film are Ford. Are they? I thought they were Prius. Really? No. Oh, you idiot! <laughs> uh, you know who else is in this movie? Bill Paxton, who's Hello! right here. We all know Bill Paxton, don't we? Terminator. Terminator. Why no? Aliens. Whoa, Terminator. A- oh. Yeah, but Aliens definitely. Aliens, I think he's in Predator 2. Yes, he was in Predator 2, died pretty... He's also in Terminator. Yeah, but like, his most iconic is... Terminator? No, Aliens. Aliens. He has the great line of... Well... Game over, man! It's game over! Well, to quote... (laughs) No, his most iconic role is Thunderbirds. Well, no, his most iconic quote is from Terminator, where he says, Hey, fuck you, asshole! (laughs) Which is what everyone, I'm saying to you right Everyone now. quotes that line. Specifically, he's... No, the thing about Bill Paxton is, he's one of those actors that's really hard to um, pin down. He's a character actor for sure. But he's kind of like, um... I guess you would say, weirdly enough, 
completely different spectrum, but in terms of character actors are hard to nail down, Robbie Coltrane. Right. Who's Hagrid. They're both very hard to pin down into what character are they, because they've got a certain build about them. Both very different. Very different. Robbie Coltrane's a big guy. Bill Paxton's just an average guy. But both of them are very hard to pin down in what character type do they fit in. Like, Bill Paxton plays, I guess, a jerk a lot. That's like, I guess his character type is jerk. So when you say character type, you mean like what they're most likely to be casting, yeah. Yeah, what they're most typecasted in. Yeah, like, yeah. What, most what, what character? In. What character type? Yeah, what character? Because you know you have character actors like yes. C. Buscemi. He's great, but he's a character actor. He always plays most of the time. Plays creeps hmm. or 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 unlike, kind of awkward. Rob Schneider's Schneider not an actor. <laughs> um, he's a god. Uh, you know, and I feel like Bill Paxton's one of those great actors that is really unappreciated. And that's why this movie's double unappreciated, because it has an unappreciated actor in an unappreciated masterpiece. It also has Anthony Edwards, it should be appreciated, because is you don't he... get to see him a lot these days. What, is he dead? No, he's alive, are just he sh- doesn't do much. Wait, are you sure? It's 2016. People yeah. are dead left and right. Oh, in a couple of weeks it'll be 2017. And then they'll be definitely dead. <laughs> Damn it. Um, so what else is he in, Reese? You seem to be a big fan. Uh, Top Gun. He plays Goose. Oh. So a lot of Top Gun fans will be very happy to see him alive. So this is what Goose turned into, huh? Yes. A stutterer. He's also in a series called ER, if you'd remember. Oh, uh. Uh. My favourite TV show. Uh. 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 It's about zombies, yeah? Is that no? Is that an Adam's oh, Family spinoff? Oh, it's the Canadian cop show. No, no. <laughs> See, Adam's it's, Family spinoff. Oh, so that's it's, a. It's a. It's it's. Oh, I'm stuttering now. Like brains are. Okay, it's it's a it's a. It's a, it's a I give up. I'm sorry. I I'm would if I was you. Throw up. I was gonna say he's in Revenge of the Nerds as well, the first one. Is he a nerd? Yes. But he was also Goose. He's got range. He's got range. That- in 2004. Did you, have, did you have a, a sand skipper, I guess is what I'm going to call this? That's sand, yeah? He puts sand in there and it turns into a solid disc and skips across the water, yeah? F.A.B., Ryan. You know what that is, don't you? F.A.B. I know what they mean when they say it and I know what it stands for. What does it stand for? It means... Um, I know what it, it means. For always brothers. For always, brothers. But they use it to mean, like, basically Roger or got it. Or over or out. Yeah, it means, like, they, they understand what they've been told. Like, yeah, yeah Roger, I'll do it. Uh, Reese, did you know that? Even though at no point in the film did they ever mention that? Well, the in- um, well, I'll let Reese answer first. I wasn't paying attention. What were you saying? Sorry. Fuck <laughs> off, give up. <laughs> we we're talking about the FAB that they keep saying. FAB? I don't know what it stands for means for always brothers which is never explained in the movie and i had to google it apparently only one issue of the comics ever pointed out what it meant (laughs) so it's a common thing to google oh good yeah because when i wrote fab it literally came up with thunderbirds (laughs) like in google search yeah like when you had that auto guess thing or whatever it's just like thunderbirds and like you did you mean not did you mean but like yeah suggestions suggests so, F.A.B., guys, this yeah. movie is F.A.B. It's fab. Yeah. I wrote that in my notes a lot. Fab. <laughs> uh, take a drink every time they say f- F.A.B. You'll be you'll have a good night, I reckon, Reese. Ah, uh, yeah, I think I think. They don't, Hey, look, it's Jared Leto. 
Um... <laughs> Fight Club Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah Blondie. <laughs> yeah, and he gets beat the fuck up by space in this one, so yep. it's really good. There he is, Kingsley. You know what's really great about Ben Kingsley being in this? He opens up with a Shakespearean villain monologue, <laughs> and he did the exact same thing in Prince of Persia. I, he probably did. You know, he does that in every movie. I, I, you know what? I'm getting the feeling that Ben Kingsley's not a very good actor. <laughs> yeah, I mean... So what, are, you, are you losing faith in Ben Kingsley, Ryan? Hey, think, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's a, that's that's those are fighting words. Really. Those that's are fighting words. But this movie is a great film. But it's revealing something to me. It's revealing something. Bill to Paxton you. is playing against character type in this, which is jerk. Even though I said it's very hard to pin him down, that's you know if you had to jerk. Oh well, yeah, Terminator. Ben Kingsley. <laughs> yeah, he was a hero. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley has been playing Ben Kingsley in every movie. Okay. Ever. Except for Gandhi, which is the one that everyone goes, oh, well, he was great in Gandhi. I actually want to go back and watch Gandhi and see if he was. <laughs> Do you ever get that with certain actors where you're like, if I actually go back and look at the work that they're so-called accredited for being great in, they're not. Like, do you wonder that? Like, Actually, so that has happened more times than usual. Every time I have to go back and appreciate something, I don't appreciate it because I get so high expectations. I don't... I should always make him so negative with the expectations. And that is, way, is that why people didn't like Thunderbirds? Cause yeah, they, they freaks like you. What country is the movie Gandhi made in? Gandhi. Yeah, is it like an American film? Is it Indian? It's British. 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 Okay. Because Richard is, Attenborough. Is it ben Kingsley's British too. Well, he's Indian. And he's Indian, but he's yeah. British as well. Okay. It, but he wasn't. Been... Al- he wasn't always English, though. That's. The... I think. I don't know Ben Kingsley's backstory. From what I, I, just... I say backstory because he's a villain in real life, so I imagine he's constructed a James Bond-like backstory. So you don't know his story, basically. I don't know his backstory or his motivations. <laughs> I he's English, yeah. Like he's got Indian and like he he's got. I don't know about his origins, but I do know that he changed. I think he changed it. Well, origins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he. Cha- I think he changed his name, so I don't know what his name was originally. His name was Mahatma Gandhi. We already went over this. I- all I know about is um, origins. I was about to say oranges. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Thank you for apologizing and pointing out. Um, <laughs> you could have let that go. And not embarrass know, yourself. But... I didn't actually know that he was of Indian descent. I was actually quite surprised. He he doesn't look like in Indian descent. He kind of does. He, he he does. Speaking yeah. of looking like Indian, Safivum. What? Vanessa Hudgens. Is that Vanessa Hudgens? <laughs> you didn't know? That is Vanessa Far Hudgens. Out. I didn't realise that was her. I didn't know either until I looked it up in the middle of the movie. I'm like, oh, oh my god, it's Survivor. I never saw her. I never noticed her name in the opening credits. Is she Indian? Meaning, no, it's Vanessa Hudgens from yeah. High School Musical and Band Slam. But is she Indian? No. no. Oh, okay. She is... Wait, wait, she's supposed to be related to Ben Kingsley. So she's why isn't she niece. Indian? Yeah, that's... Related, and yeah. did you notice her father is way more Indian than yep, yep, uh, yep, Ben yep. Kingsley? Yep, yep, yep. So if anything, she should be very Indian or Asianic at least, because we don't know where they came from in this story. Yeah. Because he seems to be adopting a lot of more kind of um, Chinese, I would say, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, mysticism, he, he, his, stoicism. His, his and all ship that. has like kind of. Ch- uh, Dragons and yeah, and, I won't and, be specific, but it has like kind of Asian designs, yeah. which you know. India's obviously, you know, argue with me like you like, but at the moment it's still a part of Asia. It's a part of the Asian continent. It is like, Asian, but people don't really think Asian when they look at India. No, exactly. And, and, um, or their culture too much. Like, they're their own thing. But he's, 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 he's 
not Indian in this, but his brother is. But they, they but they adopt like this Chinese mysticism and cultural value to them, or you know, that kind of area. Like he's got the kind of look about him. Yeah, you're right. He's got a dragon on the back of his yep. cloak yep. thing. He, and he's wearing red. And uh, red, <laughs> I don't know what that red means. Red means beware. Well, that's just making me think Chinese. Yeah. But that's because of communism. So. What <laughs> is the red mean in Chinese? You know how white means deaf? I know it does in Japanese. Oh, is that I, Japanese? Sorry. I know it does in Japanese. I don't know if... But I've, I've heard that it's an Asian thing, so some Asian countries Asian also thing. adopt it. So I'm not I quite forgot. sure. I forgot. Is Bruce Lee Chinese? Yeah. Yes. Can't, well, some Chinese, Can't, yes. I don't know because which Because he wears white in his movies to represent death. I think it's a Chinese thing, isn't it? It's well, definitely just, Japanese, but it might also be Chinese. I'm just nailing it down. I thought red means love. In some... Wait, isn't in it s- that they wear that to weddings and stuff? And white oh, yeah, is deaf. So he's in love. He's in love with Bill Paxton. To be fair, to be fair though, uh, red is interpreted in many different ways. Yeah, red, and this is villainous. It could mean romance. It could mean blood, which is like death. It could mean mourning or like associated. Sort of. It could mean lust. So that's Vanessa Hutchins. Shit. Yeah, that's I, five of them. I did look at the cast, and I just didn't register that Tintin. Yeah, me neither. Tintin. <laughs> Tintin. Yeah, that was that was very interesting. They they named her. I know this woman from the TV show Black Books. Oh, who's she? Oh, who's she? She plays Bernard's summer girl in the Heat Wave episode of Black Books, where Manny suffers from Dave syndrome and Bernard wants to have a girlfriend for the summer break and he's like I'll get myself a summer girl and then I'll ditch her in the autumn because she's oh, my summer girl the apartment episode yeah. right where Fran's apartment is moved and she's the girl that yeah. oh she does they've just it put phony her. teeth in her it's been, a while. it's been a while since I've seen Black Books. That's my favourite episode for you long-term listeners. If we ever do a trivia of Spit and Polish and they're like facts about us, one of them will be like, what's Ryan's favourite episode of Black Books? And it's the Heat Wave episode because that episode is a masterpiece. So I'll fight you if you don't think otherwise. So have you seen Thunderbirds uh, that mu- you guys not too much? The series, we no. Seen, we haven't seen it at all. No. Not, he has seen a bit. Well... Wait. What? You know, he just said he hasn't. I haven't seen it. I thought you said in your uh, intro that you uh, saw uh, it brief. Or was it you? I said I saw like a second of the show. So you never seen Ben Kingsley's character? No, in the I've seen a picture. I've seen a picture of the hood. The hood. Hmm. We'll get to the name. Uh, he in the car in the uh, marionette show. I remember his eyes light up, like when he's doing his powers. For some reason, I thought he could control people. I, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't I gotten my facts, but... I read that they changed his powers. His eyes light up. And since he was a marionette, <laughs> he just took light bulbs. Little oh. lights in his eyes, and they would flash. <laughs> like... <laughs> was it charming, Ryan? <laughs> it actually was menacing, because they would oh. do the, um... What you call it? The the very dramatic lighting ah. for his character, which we see in this movie quite a lot. There's a sequence in this movie we haven't gone past it yet, uh, near the end of the film, where Bill Paxton sees Ben Kingsley for the first time, and he's got this really dramatic lighting. That's the kind of lighting they would use for him a lot in the TV show, uh, or a good portion of it, at least that I can recollect. And um, when he would do his flashing lights, they would have this really dramatic lighting, so it looked kind of corny but menacing at the same time. It's kind of weird how this this show where puppets and marionettes are doing stuff, and we now live in a world where um, Team America's happened. Yes. 
So looking back at this movie based on the marionettes and looking at the marionettes, it's kind of like hard not to think of it in a more joking fashion. But the show could be quite intense. The show could actually be quite poignant on issues and and villainy and hero uh, heroicisms and all that. And it's actually is a well constructed show. It's it's basically the alternatives to the Muppets. Like the Muppets are great. You know what I mean? Like Muppets did Jim Henson did a lot for pushing the boundaries of of puppetry and that stuff, but um, Jerry Anderson did the exact same, but for marionettes. He did a bunch of other TV shows with marionettes. Captain Scarlet, all this kind of stuff. He did a very interesting work with that. So so Jim Henson kind of kept it to skits, whereas this guy kind of brought it to serialization. He basically yeah. would have, if he had the ability to, would have made spy TV shows like James, like James Bond on TV and stuff like that with uh animation like that we have today uh, but he didn't have that so he used marionettes <laughs> hmm cool this mm. the different way of telling it you know you look into him he's a very interesting guy what nothing nothing you got a problem no actually i do have a problem what nothing <laughs> That was cute. Um, I think Reese was laughing because of how long it took you to say the word you. I don't know. It just, it just reminded me of what I would do, Ryan. It's all right. Wow. Do we need to like take a deep breath or something, guys? No. Because we're becoming a little bit like brains here. No, we're becoming like them in the spaceship with the air being filtered out and heat rising. It's, it's not that bad of a room in here, Ryan. It's it's quite nice. <laughs> Are you like... saying that my room that we do this podcast in is nothing like a spaceship? I'm very disappointed. That's the aesthetic right. I go for. Your room is quite like a spaceship. It is. You got a sci-fi poster there? Yeah, two, actually. Willem Dafoe staring at me. I haven't... Well, I don't know about yeah, Bartek's indicating that he's never watched a Clockwork Orange. Oh, Bartek. Oh, Bartek. So, um, we watched this movie. Yeah, we're doing it again. Yeah. And we're watching it again with subtitles. This is my favourite line. That line there. Did you find any children? The way he says it is exactly this way. He goes, did you find any children? It's great. You know what, I actually agree. It was quite odd of him saying like that. It must have been like he had said it for the hundredth time and he was just sick of saying that Did line over. Did you find any children? It's good. Ben Kingsley's fucking knocking it out of the park. How did he not get an Oscar for this? There's several times in which he just says lines of dialogue with this attitude of, I don't give a fuck. And he does. He clearly does. Like, you know, he's embodied the character. Uh, was he? Who was your favorite character? Mine, obviously, Ben Kingsley, the Hood. I thought you said Fermontes. Uh he was good. He's like my favorite of the main cast. Ben Kingsley's oh, like the villain. Right. You have to separate good and evil. I. This is another very tough one. Um, I feel like Ben Kingsley's the obvious answer, but there are quite a number of characters in this movie that have a lot of quirks about them that are endearing. Um, but I think I might have to, you know, like a doofus, agree with you and say the exact same answer that, yes, Ben Kingsley might be my favourite character in this movie. Good. I'm very proud. Did you find any children? Reese? <laughs> um, <laughs> you said it exactly like that. I'm going to say the butler. 
Ah, yes. Mm. He it would be between I'll, those two. I mean, for me. ben, ben Kingsley was very, very, very good in this role. I, I mean, the way he says lines is just beautiful. Oh wait, no, this bit. Sorry, I just got to mention this bit. It's the Nickelodeon Choice Awards. Well, it's funny because it's Vanessa Hudgens. So uh, yeah. Yep, slime, slime. Of course, it's slime. her. I just thought that that was Tintin, the animated cartoon slash comic strip. Oh, I didn't see that reference coming. <laughs> didn't you? Fine, I'll make a different reference. I thought it was Tintin, the Steven Spielberg animated film. I, like I didn't it. even think of that. Oh, I actually like that film. It was quite nice. Yeah, remember the best part of that film was the casting of Nick Frost and Simon Pegg as Thompson and Thompson, <laughs> who, spoiler alert, are my favourite characters from Tintin. <laughs> you know that Thompson and Thompson, I think, aren't even brothers? They're just two officers that work together, and they're both called Thompson and Thompson. So there are no references to their brotherhood or whatever. Wait, wait, I don't think well, they're what, brothers. Well, hold on. Weren't their names also spelt differently? Yeah. So, yeah. So they're not even related, but they look the exact same. I love it. Um, so so one has a crush on the other one, then. If Why do you to... say that? Well, it, Why it, do you have to homify... I'm not! Homosexualize... I'm not! I'm not. I'm just simply... I'm not! I don't... I think okay. what I think what Reese is trying to say is homo means same, but they got like the same pronunciation. No, I think he was like he wants to have sex with that guy. What I'm trying to say is that maybe one of the Thompsons has a such an intense plutonic love for one another that they want to look exactly like the other Thompson. Ah. Also, one of them's obsessed with the other. Yes. But which one? (laughs) Which one? Platonically obsessed. Okay. Like, he's like, admires him so much he wants to be him, but which one? Which one? Also, Uh, one of them, like, has, like, their own movie where it's like, I'm going to become like Thompson. I'm going to say Thompson without the P. You know, this reminded me of Star Wars. A lot. Like, the feeling of Vader tempting Luke. Yeah, the the end of uh, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It's very... I just like he said, with a mixture of... With a mixture of Palpatine action. Here's something I find very confusing. So does he... He does not have mind control abilities. Here he only has telekinetic abilities. And telepathy. Because he could read into what the kid was feeling. Or at least... uh, um, Empathy. Like he can empathize with people. Like in Star Trek, The Next Generation, which Jonathan Frakes was in, there was a character which was an empath. Uh, Deanna Troy, her ability was to look like she could feel. This is one of my what favorite other people feeling. Oh, oh yeah, 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 the yeah. dodge. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. He looked like he's a puppet. <laughs> well, it is based on a marionation. So is the best thing is he does it again. Yeah, but he does it better. <laughs> um, here's a question. I've really got. Oh, that line was great. Yeah. Get down. Get down. Uh, a question I, I, I really are, got to ask is, do you think that this movie failed because it wasn't animated or marionated? The fact that it was live action. I think it failed because it tried to be like Spy Kids, in a way. What? I just think, like... Cons- what? <laughs> Nothing likes Mike. Oh, uh, listeners, if you if you're wondering what's happening, Ryan has given me the folded arms look. Yeah, what? Seeing it looks like Spike is just <laughs> uh, just con- concentrating on the kids. When the si- well, I believe the series is just about the five Thunderbirds, basically, and Lady Penelope and their butler, and like and yeah. and the hood. Yes, and the hood. I just <laughs> yeah, I think that's what made it fail. It was just a carbon copy. 
Oh, okay. You're giving us that kind of answer, are you? Oh. Bartek, do you think... I've been do, shunned. Do you think... You're being... This is the episode called Unappreciated Masterpieces. Reese gets shunned. <laughs> <laughs> Next to Freddy got fingered, oh, Reese got shunned. Man, right, you're so brutal to Reese. I'm brutal? Brutal. No, you say oh. brutal. You're brutal to me now. I Why is brutal? I speak Polish, or do I? Because I was going to say, in the last episode we had him on, you had that whole thing of, like, Reese is racist towards Asians. And <laughs> he is. And then he... Nice drawers, guys. You know what? Um, Fermat does have nice drawers. Yeah. Like, that. I would actually want those. Like, I like that style. The colour. I, I think they look good. The red good. and the black. Yeah, red, black, a bit of white. It looked great. Not saying that I want his specific ones. I feel <laughs> I feel they'll be a bit bit too small. Yeah. Well, well you're skinny, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, then. Skinny them. guys can fit into child-sized underwear. Good <laughs> idea, guys. Just because I'm skinny doesn't mean I don't have testicles. You're gay? Oh, you're... What? What? I don't know. He brought up homosexual before I wanted to do. <laughs> Bartek, you stop projecting your feelings onto me. Anyway, when are you going to ask me the same question you asked Reese? Ditto. Bartek? What was the question? Did it fail? I asked Ah. it in general and Reese just jumped in. (laughs) And then I said, what about you, Bartek? And then Reese had to jump in with kids' underwear. I just... I didn't say anything about underwear. (laughs) Here you go on again, Reese. I did say... I'm just going to shut up. I'm shunned already. Reese is jumping in kids' underwear. What uh, kid did you have to take to get those? Go, Bartek. You could have just bought the underwear. <laughs> go, Bartek, go. So, I mentioned before that fans of the TV show were not happy with this movie. And, um, just to let you guys know, I've brought in Roger Ebert's review. I'm going to read from it a bit later. But he talks in there about how this movie was just targeted at the wrong audience. Mm. How this film is... Oh, you're right. He does blush a lot, Reese. Um, <laughs> look at this. Yeah. Why are you talking? Just look at this scene and how he's kind of reacting around her a little bit. Like, oh, boy. Like, he's like, I don't want to... But go on. It also kind of looked like he just wanted to watch TV, right? <laughs> um, and I, I can sympathise back in 2004. Um, in Roger Ebert's review, he talks about how... Go on. I don't know, these, these guys are pointing and I got a little flustered, so I stopped talking. What? Why are you pointing at him? He's Reese? blushing. Oh, I th- okay. but look at him. He's in. Imba- he's like English gentleman, embarrassed to kind of look at her because he's got a sexual feeling towards her a little bit. Like he's got that little thing of oh boy. Or he's a raging alcoholic. Uh, she did ha- say he had a checkered past. Oh, okay. But Bartek, you were saying. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll try saying it again. Um... <laughs> Oh, it was targeted at <laughs> the wrong audience in that uh, this movie is a kids' movie. <gasps> and the show, which I am led to believe is f- targeted at, like, the general family yeah, family kind of yeah, dynamic. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and, and because, again, this, oh, the property is, it's a British property, but this film is an American film, and apparently in America, uh, the Thunderbirds property wasn't that well known. Mm. This film's American, English, and French. Mm-hmm. Canadian, I think. Well, yeah, the people who made the film. And uh, it's basically theorised by Mr. Ebert, uh, the antagonist of our show, that uh, it was the marketing that was the problem with this film's success, as well as the fans not liking it. 
Uh, fucking marketing, huh? Although yeah, I will, I will say though that at the bottom of the review there is a comment, only one comment. A girl who really liked this movie because she liked the lead character because he was blonde. Aww. So I mean, Bradley Corbett does. Get Brady, it. Oh, get it right. <laughs> we already Brent discussed. Brendan. We already yeah, Bradford. Jeez. <laughs> Bartek. I don't think I'll get it right, ever. Colin B. Go, Reese, go. <laughs> Is that a song, Ryan? Go, Reese, go. Go, Re- Blushing. Uh, no, he's got a skin disease. He does? He's got a flesh-eating skin disorder. He's English. Dude, it's makeup. Dude, it's clearly not makeup. Dude, what does mine say? Sweet. What does mine say? Dude, what does mine We're say? We're never going to do that movie on this show. It's too appreciated. I never said we would. I'm just saying it now before Dude. before Reese suggests it. I can feel it on his breath. <laughs> you can you can smell the peanut butter and no. Jam I said I toast. could feel it. Wait, hold on, hold on. How can you feel a breath? He can't physically like you know. Wait, take the have breath. you never felt someone breathe? Is he insane? Why is he here? You can't take a breath from your hands and feel it with your own fingers. No, but you know the rest of your body has a sense of touch, right? Oh, like a sense oh. of sensation. Oh, sorry. What kind of like, freak are you, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> you know what the best part of that was? What? I said I could feel it on your breath. And Reese just goes, oh, I don't think you can grab someone's <laughs> breath and stroke it. <laughs> I've realised what I've done and I'm not, for the next for the next minute oh, man, I'm gonna shut I, up. Man, I can feel the wind. What? You're telling me that you just grabbed the wind with your bed and stroked it? What Run your I, fingers through it? You're insane, Ryan. There's too much of it. I've done something. His answer there was a social commentary on how atheists uh confirm their anti-beliefs. <laughs> you can't feel breath, Ryan. You know what? I can't. You're right. I can't feel it. <sighs> That's not going to leave me, is it? It's going to haunt me. It's going to haunt you at night when you're alone. Oh, something got me about this scene. They were fine at the bottom, and now they're, now they're tired. Like Because just... Vanessa Hudgens is going way too hard for them. She's got powers? Yeah, can we talk about the powers, Bartek? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, is that all you got to say, Ryan? Uh, We're talking about powers. Excuse me, the Asian powers slash with Indian. What, what? So going om actually is important. So do not give me this shit. Thank you, Ryan. That's the answer I wanted. Om. Um, so she Ooh. has the powers and they're like, okay, so this is not a fault of this film. I think this is genius because it's it's not clear on how the powers work. It's never fully explained. Maybe it's a reference to the TV show. Like the TV show probably has more, and obviously this film is leading up to have sequels. Which spoiler alert, never happened. And it's not explained how the powers work. They they say oh because they're related, so it goes down gene by gene. But then she is wearing this necklace and she holds it when she's using her powers. But Ben Kingsley doesn't have any such item. Like, we don't see a medallion on him or anything. And it seems like Ben Kingsley, before the accident that we get slight backstory on, which was he he got left to die in a uh, a cave-in on a diamond mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine. Yeah. Mine, sorry. Mine. He didn't have powers before that? 
That's and not now established, he, is it? No, he does. His brother was like, I didn't realize he was alive. And he's just like, Ben Kingsley makes a flippant remark about like, oh, you, you thought my body was destroyed, but oh, brother, you haven't seen what my mind can do. That kind of line indicates that before he didn't have these mind powers. I would say that it either indicates that or that he kept it secret. No, I don't think so. Because me- Ben Kingsley and his brother seem to be like, comrade in arms because his brother was at the mines as well and they only separated because the other one got saved the other one got left for dead and blah 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 like they didn't seem to have a bad relationship until that incident so why would he not share the powers you know maybe they seem like both terrible people at that point in the mines go on it sort of seemed like they do have a bad relationship because when uh the brother is brought in by the hood and he's talking to Bill Paxton. He's like, I didn't know he w- wasn't dead. And, yeah. and it, it was in a, such a time that it was so negative, his brother might have been, you know, like, evil beforehand, but that's just not explained. I think that's Yeah, but been... if you saw that your your brother, who is now alive... Wouldn't you get excited, though? Like No, you know... because you know that you used to be evil like him, and you know for a fact that he wouldn't have changed. Yeah. But you have because you're now indebted to the guy who saved your life. Yes. See? Oh, here's the rape scene in well, the kids' what? movie. It's sort of like implied, not really. Really? Look scene. at that. The lighting even changed. Oh, sorry. Near rape. Wait, but Ryan. No, he's phys- the physical body has turned pale. Wait, but guys, guys. It's funny because it's a woman on a guy. Yeah, that's the hilarious part. I almost cried with laughter. You know, that's my favorite part of the movie was near rape. And then, uh-oh, good good booger shot there. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I saw a that. good booger up his nose. Hey, is that the same globe from Austin Powers 2 in the background there? Wait, what? Where is the it? The big black inflatable globe in the background. Oh, it's never going to come back, but it, I, I saw it. In it, it, it is, isn't it? I think it's the exact same one from Austin Powers was, 2 when he hits Rob Lowe in the face and makes him cry. I didn't get that scene. Oh, yeah, I remember that scene. Because it was funny. Like, you just you're gonna cry now? You're gonna be. And just keep because, in his face. Because he knows. You know why? It's not only because it's funny, but it's also just because Dr. Evil's a jerk. Yeah, yeah. But also, if you really wanna get down into the deep dirty, he knows that in the future, number two is going to betray him at the last moment, so he might as well treat him horribly now to get him in line. Actually, that makes sense. Thank you. So, right. you know. Also, and this. Stop me if this is getting too crazy. He's evil. Yeah. Um, yeah, I said that. That makes sense. Well, he's well, you said he's a jerk. He's a jerk. Which and is evil. evil. And he's a jerk and so... he's evil. But Ryan, you're being a jerk to Reese. Does that mean you're evil? Yes. No, yes. No, yes. Bartek, Ryan is not being a jerk to yeah, me. Yeah, ba- Bartek, Reese is but just being just, dumb. But he just confessed. Not like a real villain. I'll take it back at the last minute. He is simply being a brutally honest person. Mm-hmm. That's my curse. So you got to have more, you know, faith in yourself. So how does magic work in this world? Um, eyes glow. No, they turn into like snake eyes. They look more like, di- well, reptiles. I was gonna say dinosaurs, but reptiles. I think they snakes been- are reptiles. This that needed to be explained. Oh, I know. <gasps> Maybe they're dragon eyes. Well, dragon eyes are sort of reptiles. They're like a they're reptiles. They're, they're magical creatures. I don't think they're. Re- look, so I think we've. Oh, all okay, agreed. but Ben Kingsley's telekinesis is real. You got me there. He wasn't acting. I think we've all agreed that the eyes are reptilian in appearance. No, I disagree. They look like dog eyes. 
Ryan, I'm gonna call my best friend Snake Guy to get you, and I swear you're to gonna God... call your best friend Wait, Solid I'm... Snake. Wait, I'm no, I'm not guy. your best the friend. The best snake of them all. Uh, Reese. What you don't think Solid Snake's the best snake? Reese. Reese. What? If you look in your pockets, you'll see that you have a bunch of snakes. If you look in your pockets, you'll discover that <coughs> Metal Gear Solid Two is the worst Metal Gear Solid. That's right. This is like the fourth episode where I brought up Metal Gear Solid 2 sucking. What, third one? Oh, I'll make it a fourth one. I'll retroactively edit in me saying that Metal Gear Solid 2 sucks in an unknown episode. I'm not going to say it's going to be Meet Dave. When you said it was the worst Metal Gear Solid, maybe I could have agreed with you, but sucks? No, 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 sir. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that what you... Because worst implies that it could not actually be that bad, but it's just not as good as the other good ones. But it's still a good game. It sucks. You know it does. It doesn't suck. It's fun. The first bit is fun, and then the rest of it sucks. The rest of it has more weapons. Reese is not a gamer, are you? I'll explain my gaming history. I'm for the campaigns, not for the multiplayer. Well, Metal Gear Solid doesn't really have multiplayer as much. And I've never... Some of them did, but they kept getting deleted when new ones come out. And they suck. I hear they're alright, but yeah. they're not as good as other multiplayers. Sudden character plot point, Alan's a jerk. Whoa, what? Is Am I the Alan of the group? No, no. Oh. Yes, you are. And you're the Ben Kingsley of our group. Yes. Because he's got a snake. <laughs> Is that your Ben Kingsley accent? No. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did you know that you can't feel a breath? You can't grab it. You can't hold it in your right, arms. You're getting night. a little... When you're alone, you can't feel breath's love. <laughs> oh, hold on. It's I'm... not leaving Wait, me. hold on, hold on, hold on. What the fuck was that? You're making fun of me, then you go to make... What What? What the hell kind of transition was that? Uh, if you're gonna like make a fun breath of... of fresh air. Ryan, if you're going to make fun of me, go all the way. Don't just suddenly... Uh, I'll go back to the easy target, Reese. I have 50 episodes behind me making fun of you. I have 50... I have the exact same plus three. Yeah. Plus three. Well, no. I have less than that. Then I have, like, 47 episodes. Look, I'm the old guy of this show. Bartek's old. I'm letting... I'm, He's 59 years old. I'm letting Ryan <laughs> loose so that he can learn. When we learn... Do you know what my favourite bit here is? The fact that he leaves them behind for dead. Yeah. At first it's just right because he doesn't know, but then he knows. And then, and he then he's like, oh well. Oh god, I'm a jerk. I have a plan, which is to get qu- qu- captured anyway. Don't you love it when they almost let an entire sentence even though they're looking? <laughs> it's not like, hey, we got... Oh shit. It's, hey guys, we did it. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Oh, Vanessa Hudgens. I didn't realise it was you. I feel like an idiot. Oh, they got a lot of cakes. That's really cool. Uh, you know why? Because this is a party. Because it was someone's birthday. Is it your birthday, Ryan? No. Damn. It's the birthday of Jesus in a few weeks. Well, technically, he was apparently born in the April. Month. Shut up. You know, of the three of us, Reese's birthday's next. It's in March. Yep, Ides of March. I have a very unlucky If he birthday. lives... By the end of this podcast, we'll find out. <laughs> no, he will. I saw the ending. Of this podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How was it good? Our best yet? No. Oh. Ryan, you were making fun of us too much, and the audience were like, what's the movie about? 
The movie is about a kid <laughs> named Alan. Alan wants to be in the Thunderbirds. I almost said Thunderpants. See, I'll just, much like Reese, I'm pointing out the mistake I almost made, even though I could have just let it go. He wants to be in the Thunderbirds like his brother, his brother, his brother, his brother, and his dad. Do you know his the right amount of brothers? brothers? There's, no, there's like five four, brothers. There's four brothers. I thought there were five. Well, no, he there's doesn't... No, he, main character, his brother, his brother, his brother, his brother, his dad. Mm. Plus servants. Yeah, because there's four brothers because there's five Thunderbirds. I left yeah. out one of... Wait, what? I'm Yeah, I was right then, right? Yeah, you're right. Or did I... Was... There's four brothers, one dad. You said three brothers and a dad. No, I said four brothers you, and a dad. No, you said his brother, his brother, his brother, his dad. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I said four brothers... <laughs> did you know that this DVD cost Bartek $3, not 6 <laughs> In case you wanted to go back to pointless detail. Sorry, we were arguing and suddenly I just thought of the scene in freaking Cannibal the Musical where they're arguing over, like, music notes or something and I didn't understand that at all I'm like oh we're doing that scene now can I relate to something to you yeah I thought Parker was a robot (laughs) in his opening scene he did something and there was a sound effect because this movie has a lot of sound effects like cartoons oh yeah it does and he made a sound effect when he punched someone or he did something physical no, he did some physical action, and it made, like, a metal clunk sound. And I'm like, oh, is he a robot? Oh, okay. <laughs> like, ben that's... Kingsley's reaction to the fights around him is like, ooh, oh, oh, uh, look yeah. at that. Ben Kingsley laughs evilly a lot in this. But you were saying, Bartek, go on with the plot. Um, He wants to be like his brother. Hood stops him. Who's, because who's, who's the hood? I don't know. I didn't want to continue with that, but now you're forcing me to. I'm forcing you. I'm I'm raping you. There's a lot of tension in this episode. <laughs> Sexual tension. Reese, fuck off. <laughs> there we go. Alright, I'll get started then. Fuck. I think we need to meditate for a few minutes. No, Ben Kingsley's taught me the way of uh, the hood. Why is he called the hood? He doesn't actually have a hood. And it's not like... It's his name, you fucker. What? No, hang on. Oh. If he calls himself the Hood, he would have to have a hood. No, a maybe physical... he's from the Hood. Nah. The the Hood, you know. Oh me. Oh yes, I like the rap music. Yes, indeed. Maybe, maybe Hood is a name where he comes from that has like a meaning. Um... Like, what? What's the meaning of Reese and what's the meaning of Ryan? Well, well Ryan Japan... means a little king. And Reese in Japanese means squirrel. Does it? Wait, what? Yeah. In Japanese, Reese means squirrel? Yes. Squirrel. Squirrel. Not squirtle. I said squirrel. You s- well, it's You're saying it's- squirrel. Yeah, that's how I pronounce it. Yeah, but that's not how you should pronounce squirrel? it. Squirrel? Squirrel. Yeah. I've heard it squirrel. It's like saying square, but... Squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah. Squirrel, maybe. He's just saying... I thought yeah, you were just saying... Squirrel. Yeah, but you're so just I, saying... I need a bit yeah. more of an uh. L, L at the end. But you're just going... So I slurred it. Yeah, I just was like... Is he saying... Should I say Squirtle? Because all he's saying is... Yeah, wait, your, your name means Squirrel? Yes. My name means... Fuck, squ- you know how many times you say that over and over again? It just loses all meaning. <laughs> it's, I've got a bit it of It means Reese in Japanese. Squirrel means Reese in Japanese. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Bartek well, no, means... Hang, hang on. <laughs> Let's just go deeper into this because we need more deeper and utter meanings into this. Can <laughs> so. we go fist deep? This is the best episode. <laughs> you said it. No, by the way, it doesn't episode. mean squirrel in Japanese does not mean race. It's probably just my spiritual animal in Japanese. Ah, so you were wrong all along. Okay. Yep. 
<laughs> so Bartek means farmer's son. Oh, is oh, your dad a farmer? Dad I didn't know far- Steve Tyler was a farmer. No. He doesn't look like Stephen Tyler. You have not listened to our show enough to know that Steve Tyler is everyone's dad. Well, Ryan, watch ep- which episode should he listen to? Sorority Boys. Oh, he got, he got it right. Yeah. So Ben Kingsley uses his powers and it weakens him. But at most points, he uses his powers and he seems fine. Yep. It depends on how long he uses it for. He used it incredibly long just then, and all he needed was to kind of twitch his eyes. Other times, he uses it to lift a cup in the air, and then he, like, goes, oh, okay, oh, and, like, breathes. Wait a moment. The brains invented a a telekinesis thing at the start. Mm -hmm. And it's never used again. (laughs) <laughs> That's a good observation, yeah. Ryan, actually. I guess Chekhov's it, gun I guess it's destroyed. Well, I mean, there's a word for that. It's called red herring. Um, no. Maybe it was just foreshadowing that in this movie there will be some of this. I thought maybe, like, now I'm thinking, maybe there's a layer to this. Maybe Ben Kingsley uses technology already because he makes a comment to Brains about, like, some comment about like oh you're close with this technology <laughs> like yeah but maybe I thought he was talking about the, like something else but like then the daughter Tintin sorry Tintin uses the necklace that's what I feel like she uses the necklace so maybe it actually is technology not magic maybe Ben Kingsley swallowed his necklace or whatever no I feel so... like Ben Kingsley souped up his brain with science maybe I don't know we don't get a backstory could on it the be powers. like in when we did the movie on this show Oz the Great and Powerful we talked about how each of the witches had a certain item in that movie it was all jewel related on their person somewhere and that allowed them to use magic could he possibly have something on him in every single scene where he oh uses he's, he's probably, he probably swallowed it is know? it the dragon on her back I thought it was his cock ring I thought he swallowed it like if he had a necklace but then you poop it out well you know Ryan you've been pointing out you know little details in this movie like evidence for your claims uh, could you give me the evidence where the cock ring comes in? <laughs> okay, okay. He's called the hood, yeah? Yeah? Well, there's got to be a reason. Yeah. He's got a metal hood on his penis. Oh, it's a metal hood. Oh. Yeah, it's a cock ring. Oh. Cock rings are made out of... And what do you call the tip of the penis? Oh. The head. Exactly. See, Reese? Nope. <laughs> I mean, that's... The... Uh, I was just well, thinking... To be fair... Wait, hold on, hold he's on. He's actually making a reference. Hold on, hold on. Ben Kingsley's got a bald head. Yeah, he nice. looks like a bit of a penis tip. Uh, and keep and, going. I, I'm not getting this. Keep going. And he's wearing a cock ring, which uh-huh. gives him the magical powers. <laughs> he might, because he looks like a cock, just be wearing a ring on his hand. So you're saying that he's a big dick. Yeah, pretty much. Ah. You know, Actually, was... let's see if he is wearing a ring. I don't know. Alright, and if he uses it, of course. No, he never uses it. Like, if you give your weakness away, why would you? Like, the girl's an idiot. It brought back memories for me to think of a metal penis, because there was a movie that Bartek bought me for my 18th... Oh, no, I keep making this mistake. It brings back memories of my metal penis. It wasn't... Let him talk about the porno. (laughs) Bartek did not buy this for me, but he simply influenced people to buy it for me. I can't remember the title, but... The hero of the porn... No, no, it was the case of the Smiling Stiffs. Right? Case of the Smiling Stiffs. So wait, it's... did Bartek buy... Well, I'm very no. confused. Slow down. Did Bartek 
buy you a porn no, movie. He no. influenced someone to buy the porno for me. I told these two people, I've mentioned them on the show before, I said, hey, buy Reese that for his birthday. Yeah. And in, and in this movie, it's about a vampire chick who goes around and uh, basically kills people by having sex with them. Oh, does she give them blowjobs? Uh, no. Well, then she's not a vampire. Because she didn't go uh, down for the but then. But Ryan... But then the hero of the said porno has a very large scrotum that is silver. Hmm. It sort of brought bad memories of that, I'm just going to say. Why isn't it made out of wood? She's a vampire. You put a wooden stake in them. Yeah, but it's silver. And silver and vampires go hand in hand. No, they don't. That's werewolves. Oh, yeah. I was wrong, guys. Sorry. But that's still what happened in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's still what happened. Right? <laughs> Back to Thunderbirds. <laughs> um, Reese, is the case of the Smiling Stiffs unappreciated? Oh, did you jerk off to it at any point? Be honest. No one will know. Other no, than us. Surprisingly for a porno, there weren't a lot of sex scenes. Is it actually a porno or is it just uh, one of those... Um, uh, there's a name for those movies. Oh. The uh, erotic films. Like there's a difference okay, between erotic, it, uh, erotic would, films or exploitation. I, <coughs> I would say it's erotic, not porno. Because there's a lot of talking and establishing and exploitation. Position, but nothing. Character not, arcs? No. No. Well, see, almost as with good me as telling movie. the people to buy the film, I read on the front it was like sex comedy, and I and it was rated R, it wasn't rated X. So I thought, oh, it's like American Pie, I guess. Hey, buy him that. It sounds funny. <laughs> oh, you didn't know it was a porno. I didn't actually know it was a porno. The no. tragic, you, tragic. I think you guys story. should do Case of the Smiling Stiffs. I think that'll be nah, great. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know what? Something that happened in this movie. They needed a wire. They needed a wire to pick the lock, and she used her underwire of her bra, Miss Penelope, mm-hmm. and she made a statement which confuses me very much. Was the, you didn't even need it? I was like, I don't even need this. What's that mean? Like, she only moved one cup. Like, she didn't move the whole bra's under, like, only one for one cup. So is she saying her left breast doesn't need support? Underwires oh, don't oh, work I like that. No, like, I, I thought they didn't even need it to escape the room. No, I think she's boasting like, my breasts are so incredible, I don't even need a bra. And I'm like, wait, is she indicating that she's wearing like a push-up bra? And she's like, I don't even need the bra oh, to look this good. But it makes no sense because she never took off her bra. And she's only taken like one wire out. Like... Say, you know, there's two. One for left, one for right, yeah? She's only taking the, say, left one out. Is she saying that her left breast is so ample that she doesn't need support? What does that mean? Maybe she's a magician. <laughs> also, mid- magic, yes. Because look at her outfit during this scene and how her hair is. Yeah. It's important for later on. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I, I think I know what you're getting at. It's very important, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Bartok. You were going to say that you are going to mention the F word. Uh, well, we've long since passed that. Fuck you, then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a great scene, wasn't it? It was. It was very With funny. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley's reaction is like, oh my god, you're going to swear. Ben I... Kingsley, a guy who is willing to let people drown to death. It's like, oh my god, you're going to say fuck you to me. I'm English. I don't accept that word. I accept the word cunt. That's Australian. I thought right? that was a generally they funny say movie cunt. in the movie. 
Huh? I thought that was a generally. Fun I was f- I was having genuine fun too, Reese. That's why we're talking. I about read it. an article yesterday on the internet, which was about what the... movie's that? Uh, it's uh, it's a nineties movie where they go into the internet and do weird shit. Oh, you mean Lawnmower Man? Yeah, go on. No, that was virtual reality. Um, no, he went into the internet. Get it right. Anyway, the article that I read was it was uh, <laughs> one of those ones where like they list out the best quotes that politicians have said throughout the year and there were just a bunch of Australian ones and then this well they made a comment basically calling out the English for not having good like insults from their politicians because all they say are you lot and mob what about pig fucker what about Winston Churchill no no like he meant of this year oh yeah Mm. actually no I've got one for this year wasn't it that David... It was David Cameron, yeah, who got found accu- out to be a pig fucker? He was accused of fucking a pig, Yes, apparently. and he's... No, but not accused. Found out that he put his penis in the pig's mouth. In his college He didn't fuck years. it. In his college years, right? Yeah, he didn't yeah. fuck it. He just put his penis in his mouth. There was a quote about Brexit, and there was a politician standing up and sort of having to recognise Brexit. And it was like, we need to recognise that breakfast is... <laughs> I mean, Brexit. And he got a round of applause. Well, that's very insulting. We need it? to recognize breakfast, the most important meal of the day. Here's something. Do you think that this film, um, this film, what's it called? Thunderbirds. Well I know done. the name. Round of applause for Ryan for not saying Thunderbirds. I haven't said it during this movie. Yeah, but just accept it anyway. I accept this beautiful reward, and this looks like a giant turd underwater. <laughs> but um, all I was gonna say was, do you think that this movie? Uh, benefited humanity. I'm gonna have to think about that one for a bit. Yeah, can you come back to me for that one? I'm gonna, well? I'm gonna give my quick little answer. I think that this film did. I think that it really did because it's a kids' movie that isn't afraid to deal with tough subject matters. It, it deals with loss, deals with regret. It is it is a film that really touches one's heart in an appropriate manner. It's comedic. It's it's fun. But this scene here that we're about to see of Ben Kingsley as a villain in a kids' movie is actually willing to murder people. At this point in the movie, he hasn't been willing to murder anyone. He's been willing to torture them, play mind games. But in this, he's willing to. <laughs> <laughs> that head bubble. Uh, he's willing to let innocent people die. And I find that very disturbing in a good-fashioned way. In terms of this, when you're a young kid, having to deal with the, that idea is tough. And there's a last one of the last lines of the movie is um, about being a hero. And, uh, you know, it's about, like, being able to save people... And all this stuff, and it really harkens back to the, the 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 same sides of like different sides of the same coin. Where Ben Kingsley, he was always evil, and he has powers, and he has a great mind and intellect, and he uses it for wrong because he could not be saved. He was already bad before that, but he was left for dead, and he's let that experience turn him into a bigger monster. While Bill Paxton recognizes the fact due to his not being able to save his wife that you still have to try that you still have to be heroic that you still have to be a good person and that you just have to accept that 
you cannot save everyone and that you cannot always be saved. And I think it's a great lesson for, for kids. And I think it's really benefited humanity in that kind of way. As Thunderbirds always has. Thunderbirds, the property, not just this film, will stand up to the test of time. Yes, it's a little hokey to look at, but it's kind of like Star Trek. And it's appropriate that they got the director from uh, the director to be someone a part of the Star Trek legacy because Star Trek, the original series, is hokey. It's cartoony. It's silly, but it's timeless at the same time. Question. Just like Thunderbirds. What came first, the Thunderbirds property or One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? The book or the, the movie? Oh, um, Thunderbirds. Uh, Thunderbirds. In... One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, the movie, there's a part where Jack Nicholson is trying to pick up the sink, yeah. but he fails. Yeah, he does. And do you remember what he says after he fails? Uh, no, I've my head. He says something along the lines of, well, at least I tried. Yeah. At least I tried, damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, what you just said there in a lot of words was basically, you have to try. And I think that that movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, was catching the message that the original series was bringing up. Yeah, and this film has simply just acknowledged that and brought it in. And again. I feel like this film That's embodies the most random of references, Bartek. <laughs> Excuse what? me. Excuse me. Why are you being so negative on this show, Reese? We've been nothing but kind to you since you've come on, and you're just shitting on our sandwich. Now, you know what this film really embodies to me? Obama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reese, if you listen to the last week's episode, I somehow bring... Nips! Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Obama... No, no, Reese, listen. It embodies Obama's original envisionment... Envision of the American way when he was running, which was... What was it? The Yes, We Can? That was his slogan, yes. This film is very much the Yes, We Can of film. And this was... Four years before he ran for presidency. But clearly Obama was trying to bring it to the next level. Because the film is talking about you have to try, but yes we can kind of implies you have to do. Yeah. So, this film, but this film also does a yes you do. So I guess, well, that's true. In this film they do succeed, but I suppose with the Obama thing, he kind of doomed himself to failure there. Yeah. Well, this this is not. This is a true film. They would have been dead by now. But yeah, yeah, they would have been dead. This film shows you that humans are good deep down, but also they, they can be bad. Mm. And it's one of those films that doesn't play you about by saying the villain dies at the end. I find it really, really heartwarming that the kids saved Ben Kingsley, knowing that it could harm him, could harm his family. Ben Kingsley is a dangerous guy. Yeah, of course. And I think it's a good message. You know, I mean, we live in a world where everything's dark and gritty. You know, Batman snaps people, like, Batman shoots people, Superman snaps necks. At the end of the day, if we can't even look up to Superman, we can at least look up to Thunderbirds. Yeah. There is a problem there, though. We can't really relate to Superman because he's too perfect. No, but he's so... Po- and so are the Thunderbirds. Is he perfect, Reese? Yeah. Because I personally think you're more handsome than Superman. <laughs> Ah, uh, the homoeroticism in the air. But no, but like save me. No. T- to no. be to be honest though, when I was watching this film and thinking about the whole aspects of you know, having to save people, not killing the villain, like mm. you said, was very heartwarming. It made me think that a lot of properties you can kind of 
separate them into two different, or well, maybe not two different, but separate them into categories based on their attitude towards one uh, very common theme or idea in a lot of fiction, and that is revenge. Revenge. Like, when you, t- when you think of films, there are some films that say revenge will get you nowhere. There are some... When I say films, I mean just properties or works of fiction. Some say revenge will make you feel better. Some will say that revenge will ultimately lead you to feeling empty. Mm. So this is a film that talks about revenge in the first category. The, the It will not do anything for you. Bang. Yeah, and here's her new outfit and hairstyle. I was surprised she's managed to got herself a nice bun in that amount of time. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's so ineffective! It, I like what you said there, Bartek, about revenge. I, I didn't think about it, but this movie... Wow. You can apply that to any movie, by the but way. But this movie, you just talked about, it's a Shakespearean type of revenge, which also leads into, again, I know that I'm relating it back to Star Trek a lot, but I think this is very important because Star Trek and Thunderbirds share a lot of similarities in terms of themes and messages about humans can strive to be better. We can be better. In a world of crap, we can aspire to be better. And the fact that the director is Commander Riker from Next Gen is important. Not only is he a good filmmaker, a director, an actor, but the fact he's attached to Star Trek. And this movie, Ben Kingsley, is very much similar to one of the most famous icons of Star Trek villainy, Khan. And Khan, his movie's called Wrath of Khan. Revenge, you know, he wants revenge. And him and Kingsley have the same motivations for revenge and do the exact same actions for revenge, but in different in different ways a little bit. Like, Ben Kingsley and Khan were both left for dead. They, they've survived, and they want to not only punish their... They not only want to punish the people that wronged them, but they're going to try and teach them a lesson at the same time. Khan originally just wants to kill Kirk, but then he figures out, no, I'm just going to leave you on a dead planet like you did me and leave you for dead. See how you survive for you to understand. And Kingsley does the same with Paxton. He leaves him floating in space to die, to fend for himself like Kingsley had to fend for himself. Then no one's there to save you this time. How do you like it? It's very interesting, that, that, that kind of similarity. And I like, I always love that type of revenge in movies where they get to the point where they're beyond trying to just kill them. They're like, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you what you gave me. Mm. But in a twisted logic. It's great. And this movie, for a kid's movie, really introduces that kind of sick, twisted mind and thought process to a younger audience in a really subtle way. What do you think of that, Reese? Yeah, that was pretty good. Can you relate that idea to any other films you can think of? Uh, uh, Jaws. <laughs> the Revenge. <laughs> the shark really wanted to teach him a lesson. Out of curiosity, though, you said um, Shakespeare and Revenge. This is just, you know, curiosity. What would be the most iconic Shakespeare play that has a revenge thing in it? Macbeth. Macbeth? Macbeth. Hamlet? Hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, I guess... Caesar? On a level, Caesar, I guess on a level, Romeo and Juliet, because they're feuding with one another, they're always trying to. I guess that's not so much revenge. Nah. Like the families in the background yeah, are always fighting, but it's more trying about... to avenge one another's. We're going to kill ourselves, Dad. 
Like, they're in yeah. the background, Revenge, but that's not the main. But yeah, like those ones that we listed. Othello. Oh, yes. I was thinking uh, Othello, but wasn't Othello, that one really vague? Uh, yeah, Othello, Othello uh, Iago has no clear motivation as to why he does what he does. He's a sociopath. He has no actual reason to do what he does. He just does it. Mm. He gives, like, 15 reasons as to why he does what he does, but none of them line up. And if they do, they're, they're done in an, they've said in an insincere manner, not only by an actor, but by the writing itself. And it's done in a way where... It's not as in, oh, contradictory to the character. The character's just that fucking psychotic and manipulative that he actually does not know why he does what he does. He just does. Are there any notable Othello films? Uh, uh, the one with Lawrence Fishburne. And the one with Josh Hartnett. Oh, I haven't seen the Josh Hartnett. Oh, I'd be interested to watch. Yeah, it's, the it's, Kenneth, it's, Branner, it... Kenneth Branagh did one where he played Iago. It was great. Cool. Uh, so this is not Othello. <laughs> this is Thunderbirds. <laughs> Uh, great Shakespeare talk there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually didn't think that that was the Thunderbird thing there, the the giant drill thing. I thought, oh, for some reason I was like, oh, they're in a museum, aren't they? <laughs> like, oh, that's I, just... I think it would have been Thunderbirds because they're very much into gadgets and all that. I, don't know, I, I just forgot that that was there until he turned it on, even I though the kid's climbing on it. I kind of did too, but yeah, it's very obvious. I'm like how he said, I'm glad you could be here to see this, Jeff. Whispering it when near loud machine. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funny if, like, Bill Paxton said, like, what? Also, he... he said goodbye, Ellen, like how he did when he said, Did you find any children? He's like, Goodbye, Ellen. <laughs> uh oh. I liked how he said, Oh, oh. It's like kind of weird. Do you like the fact that he's wearing mascara? <laughs> <laughs> he wore the exact same mascara in Prince of Persia. Yes, he did. Maybe Ben Kingsley's just got like some weird eye discoloration for being so evil. Or, may- or maybe everyone else has the discoloration. And we're blind. <laughs> like love. You know, I mentioned earlier that I looked at quiz questions, but there weren't any great ones. One of the ones that was about his uh, eye ability was like, what does what side effect does it have on him? And one of them was like, it makes him blind. That would actually be cool. Yeah. yeah. How cool would that be? That would the be more excellent. you use it, the blinder you get. The more blind you get. Yeah. You want something so bad, but you have to pay for it. Okay, That's so this scene here... The police are oh, the Jonathan trivia. Frakes impersonators, but the real Jonathan Frakes is in the background what? as a policeman. Really? Yeah. I didn't say. Oh, I didn't say that. Damn. Which is neat. So they look like Jonathan Frakes, and then he he's there in the background with no beard. Mm. And his wife is the reporter that's throughout the movie. Yeah, right? I didn't I didn't realize that. I, I looked that up, and I was, I was like, oh, I didn't connect it in my brain. I just didn't know. Here's something neat about Jonathan Frakes. Do you know whose favorite um, actor, uh, performer, actor is? I don't know anything about him. Patrick Stewart. His wife. Oh, that's nice. Isn't it's it? in his IMDb trivia. It's it's in several interviews. Like throughout the years, he's always listed his wife as his favorite actor, which is really genuine and sweet. You know, she's on like Days of Our Lives or something, or Young and Restless, <laughs> and. Um, I find that really sincere, really sweet. I like that mentality. Like, he's worked with genuine A-grade performers. Like, you know, even before they were known, like, he worked alongside Tom Hardy before Tom Hardy was big. And, like, yeah. you know, like, and, but he still considers his wife to be the best at the end of the day. And that's just true love right there. And you can feel that he, as a person, has a lot of love because it comes across in this movie. 
He has a love for this property and he has a love for his wife and a love for life. And when you watch this, I think the best way to describe what this movie gives you is a sense of love. Mm. I think mm. that that's what I get at, at the end of the day from this. Yeah. A sense yeah. of love. We say that as the speech is being said by the punk from Terminator. <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. Oh, yeah, he was the punk, wasn't he? Fuck you, asshole. He had the blue mohawk, right? Oh, yeah. For some reason, dumbass old me, I thought he was one of the policemen (laughs) in the station. (laughs) No, because he's always looked old, Mm. Bill Paxton. He's never looked young. Really? To be fair, though, with aliens, he looked pretty young. No, but but he was playing a Marine, where Marines... They tend to look older. Like, you never see Bill Paxton go, oh, yeah, he looks like he's 18. (laughs) I wonder what he did look like when he was 18. To be fair, though, when I looked at him here, I'm like, this guy can't be the punk from Terminator. Why? He's so clean cut. He just doesn't... You look at him, and it just doesn't look like he'd ever have a blue mohawk. No, but how many years went by? 25? About 20-ish, right? Yeah. Yeah, roughly. I was guessing... I like Terminator 2 better. Better than The Grinch. <laughs> uh, now, now, was that necessary, right? Well, Ryan, what does Terminator 2 have that The Grinch doesn't have? Uh, what does it have that The Grinch doesn't have? Yeah. A plot? Character <laughs> development? Character arc? Direction? Colour? Um, sound? Uh, the ability to keep one awake, even though it's a long movie. The boy band busted. Um, cultural oh. impact. Okay, but does Terminator Two have liquid nitrogen? It does. Oh, the second one. I guess it's. I guess it's. Terminator good. Two has liquid nitrogen. Uh, yeah, I guess that it's a the T one thousand. That's one of his weaknesses. <laughs> I will be honest. A weakness of this movie: the end soundtrack. This song felt like oh, if you didn't like, uh, I love this movie, but it's no, like, it all. <laughs> No, it all kid. If this song felt like, hey, if you didn't like this movie, prepare not to like it some more. <laughs> I liked this movie, so it didn't affect me too much. But it felt like, oh, this is a dissatisfying end soundtrack because the music has been so whoosh, action go. But this feels generic 2004 pop music, which is disappointing. I feel like if they kept in to in, in in touch, I quite liked it with the with the, the with the feel of the 60s show and the movie. Would have been great. You loved it. it. I thought it it was very nice. Reese, are you trying to wind me up? No, no, no. Generally, I really like the song. Can we not bring him back on the show? (laughs) We have to, though, because I agree with him. Oh. (gasps) You like this, did you? The song? Do you like the song, Bartek? Yeah, I thought it was fine. I'm going to. Okay. Fine. So. uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, do you not like the mid 2000s, Ryan? Uh, This is just a bit before mid 2000s. 2004, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Do, you, do I have to get Sugar A on you? <laughs> Sugar A. Alright, we'll give our ratings and our review of this fantastic movie. I'm going to go straight out the gate with this. Do it, dude. I've already been getting in touch with the feeling of this movie. Yeah. Here's my here's my review. Thunderbirds are go. That's the title. <laughs> I didn't write this down. I'm just I'm just making this up as I feel. Thunderbirds are go. The name of the movie is, in fact, Thunderbirds. It is a movie. And that is the joyous thing about this. There's differences between a movie and a film. A film 
is usually one with more merit, with more intellectual piece, with more of an intellectual feel, and weighs more into society. Well, this is a movie, and just because it is a movie does not mean it can't be a masterpiece. This movie caters to families, to friends, to loved ones. It is a film... No, it is a movie, sorry. It is a movie that touches one's strings because this was, after all, based on marionettes and they have strings. And this movie grabs those strings and twists them and turns them in directions that you would not normally walk in. Hugh McKenzie. Woo! Yeah. Not related to Reese. Not at all. Uh, This movie tugs at those strings and makes you feel things that you realize that you never felt for the Thunderbirds series before. As a person who did not grow up on Thunderbirds, obviously I'm too young and this is the Thunderbirds material that caters to my generation, I feel like I've missed out on great potential of what Thunderbirds used to, what what it was. And not saying that this tarnished it, it is in fact a movie that does what it needs to do, which is gain your interest in the source material. After this, I want to watch the Thunderbirds TV show. I want to watch the new Thunderbirds TV show. It makes me nostalgic for something that was never in my past. That is what we call brilliant making of a film and a movie. This is A-grade material, even though some people would say it isn't. To me, it is. If I had to give this a rating, uh, Unit Nurse was called Ruth Mole, by the way. Um, if I had to give this a rating, which I do, don't I, Bartek? I have to. It's it's obliged. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. If I if I had to give this a rating, I would give this uh, a can't catch a breath out of can't feel one. FAB. FAB. <laughs> Fubar. That's yours. Uh, let's Fubar. hear from you, Bartek. So Thunderbirds. Um, I mentioned earlier that it was a property that I was aware of, but I just never really watched. And you mentioned earlier Team America, which is... America. It's another DVD that I have that I haven't watched yet. But I understand that it, it, it is also a uh, marionation film. Oh my god, it's one of the best films ever made. I know, and I'm very excited to watch it at some point. But with Thunderbirds and that, it kind of all blended together. And I mentioned earlier that I didn't actually know what Thunderbirds was about until I watched this movie. Like, I didn't know it was about them being an international rescue team. Mm. Um, So I kind of had this idea in my head. And also, I mentioned my dad didn't seem like he was that into it. So I kind of assumed my dad's, he's a little bit conservative. He's got a sense of humor, but a little conservative. So I thought maybe it had like a lot of inappropriate humor of some sort going on, which I now understand is not the case because it was a program that catered towards a family audience. Yeah. So watching this, it kind of really shed a light on me of what this kind of film is. Because if I could compare it to... um, Starsky and Hutch and Bewitch, the movies that we've done this show, they were also based on an older property, but I was at least aware of what those were. Like, I never... You knew the, what the general plots of those TV yeah. shows were. like, I never watched Starsky and Hutch, but I could tell, oh, it's two cops, and they work, to get, <clears throat> they work together to stop criminals and stuff. 
easy to understand, and Bewitched, I'd seen a few episodes mm. of that and I Dream of Genie, so I had an idea of what like sitcoms back then were like. With this one, I walked in with a misconception, and this film cleared it for me, and I was also able to enjoy this film that fans of that original program says is not that great. And I said it a couple of episodes ago when we watched... What movie was it again? Um, the old one. Catch? Uh, Three Ninjas? No, no, no. It was a... Oh, it was um Wolf Creek. So um. two months ago, not a couple of episodes ago. Uh, I made the joke that uh, Wolf Creek 1 is apparently the really good one. And I watched a really good film. Maybe I watched Wolf Creek 1. So that's kind of the appearance. Don't laugh, Reese. I'm so, being serious. Reese, sorry, sorry. Could you separate Bean and the Ultimate Disaster movie, please? Jeez. Uh, I'm just gonna turn. No, around. don't separate them. Connect them, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Get it right. So that's kind of what I'm getting here. Apparently, there's a better version of this story out there, but I saw a great story. So maybe what I watched was. The best version. Mm. As far as I'm aware, this is the best version of the Thunderpants story. The story about a family known as the Thunderbirds, or apparently I read in the trivia they're known as International Rescue, and it's like a misconception that they went. Their machines are called Thunderbirds. The machines themselves are called Thunderbirds, much like the Thunderpants 1, the Thunderpants 2, and the Thunderpants 3. This movie went a step ahead, though. In fact, two steps ahead because there is a four and five of their thunder noun. <laughs> so if I'm going to give this movie a rating, I would have to give it a Thunderpants 10 out of 10. Thunderpants? <laughs> yes. Because Ooh. remember, Ryan, we love Thunderpants. And, and I, I want Thunderbirds. And I want to share all of these unappreciated masterpieces together. Hmm. Second ever episode we did. Second last episode of this year. All is well. All Second episode well. of this year had Reese, maybe. Second last episode of this year has Reese. Remember oh. two, guys? Two. Bartek, that was great. Reese, let's hear from you, the champion of the people. <laughs> champion of the people. I like that title. Um, Let's see here. Now, as you all know, viewers, or if you don't know, I'll explain myself. I am not... They're listeners. Listeners. I do spit, but I'm not Polish. But I do have Polish friends, as you may know. Ryan and Bartek fall under that category. Yeah, I wonder who his friends are. <laughs> Me and you. Oh, go on. So, what, my background is mostly Irish, which means mm. I like eating potatoes. I like drinking a lot of alcohol. I like this really I have an obsession for the colour green sometimes. <sighs> like thunderpants. Like thunderpants. But, most of all, I'm very superstitious. <gasps> and I just thought of something. What? Remember earlier, Ryan, how you said this had kind of a goldish, yellowish tint? Mm. What's Reese's favourite colour? Gold. Is it? I thought it was yellow. Oh, well, close enough. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, the only thing I can really say about this movie is that it was a source of mm. bad luck. Yeah. Oh, I've heard this. Go ahead, Reese. Ryan, listen to this story. So... Leading up to the period where I would be talking to Bartek about being on this episode, he was said to me, what movie would you like to watch? And then, at this point, my internet has been going in and out. 
Oh no. Slow, not working, then working, then not working, then being slow. And then I mentioned, we should do, what about Thunderbirds? That's an unappreciated masterpiece. And Bartek happily said, it's on the list. <laughs> so, as soon as we picked Thunderbirds, I started to download, and guess what? <gasps> what? My internet died. Is it because you're doing it illegally? Yes. Oh, <gasps> no! So, listeners, I have been without internet for a week. That's because you were doing something illegal. Yes. That's... And usually things come in threes. So, number two. I had to get a copy of this film, and Bartik kindly, kindly, kindly offered me his well, you five pack, me. which I thought was a six pack. But I was disappointed that Disaster Movie was not in the five pack, so I was also disappointed. But that wasn't the case of bad luck. My case of bad luck was I was watching this film, and I had my trusty companion cat with me. Oh, your cat? Yes, my cat. I was home alone at this time. Hey, well, not really. You had a cat. But well, I had a cat, but... I made the same comment when you told me this story. <laughs> now, hang on. <laughs> I was watching this film, and I can remember distinctly, I got... I, I had this warm, fuzzy feeling. I was like, I think... Am I liking this film? I'm really liking this film. It was the cat. Wasn't it was the cat pissing I on me. I the same thing when he told me this story. <laughs> <laughs> You thought this movie's so good that I have a warm sensation on me. <laughs> Go on. I can't wait for the third one. Well, it's, it's not as bad as being pissed on by a cat who wants to be fed, but... Why weren't you feeding your cat? <laughs> well, cats do like to be fed, Ryan. We watched a movie about cats called Nine Lives. I was about to say, you know everything about cats now, Ryan. Stop asking questions. Go, Grease, go. Third time the charm. (coughs) And finally, when I was trying to think of a review for this episode today, I was also in the process of picking up Bartek. And guess what? I went down down the wrong street. (gasps) Bad luck. So I thought I would try again. Not and good. I was still thinking, oh, you idiot. Why would you be thinking of a review? And then I went down the wrong street again. And I, and I had to stop my vehicle and yell at myself. You're a mess. Were you still drenched in cat piss at this point? No, it's in the wash at this Bartek point. Bartek nodded. He said yes. So just to summarise, Reese said that this film has been a source of bad luck for him. But that being said... What? How do you feel about it? Warm. And it's a source of bad luck. Despite that, how do you feel? I don't know. Change. Well, you're going to lead it up to your rating. Oh, 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 my rating shall be a Bill Paxton out of a James Cameron. Ah, I get it, because James Cameron directed uh, Terminator. Terminator. And, but, and, uh, but I'll just say that, yeah, it was it was quite a pleasant film. Yeah, I thought your rating was going to involve cat pee. Um, but, <laughs> no, we got reviews, Bartek and I. Bartek has some from YouTube comments, yep. and you have Roger Ebert's review. Yes. I'm going to tell you when to read Roger Ebert's one, because it's very important, okay? Okay. I'm going to start with my IMDb reviews. I have reviews from IMDb. Now, some of them are not... They're not the quickest reviews, but they get down deep into it. I'll go with this review, which has no star rating. It's just called, if you don't know it, 
Don't make it. Oh, this sounds bad. I'll though. just quickly say, just tell me when to read a comment or when to read. Oh yeah, yeah. Roger I'll, I'll read. I'll tell. Oh, Bartek, we've done this before. You'll know. Okay, if you don't know it, don't make it. <clears throat> From 2004, so the movie just came out. Once upon a time, young children sat down with their fathers or maybe their bigger siblings, and they watched a show. It was a television program that held them transfixed with tales of technological wonders. Lots of young children dreamed beautiful creative dreams because of this show. Fast forward to Christmas 2004. Lots of kids are gonna get a DVD called Thunderbirds. The producers of this movie should get used to the singular clang sound because I can imagine lots of kids are going to toss this into the waste baskets the day after, or maybe the same day. They are throwing away the most thick-headed attempt at recreating television greatness that this reviewer has ever seen. I am not saying that the original The Thunderbirds was the best of shows. It was a puppet show for Christ's sake. They didn't wrote, write Christ's sake, they wrote Christ. Right. There's no T, but there's like three S's. So Chris? Chris take. Okay. It had huge limitations based on what we know today. But then... That's a new sentence. And that's the end of it. But then... Like, question mark, but then? If you were a 7 to 14 year old kid, the Thunderbirds was it. Tra uh, Jeff Tracy led and his sons followed, spirited and eager. Scott was the eldest. And Jeff's rock. <laughs> Jeff's what? Rock? <laughs> yeah. He had Thunderbird 1, reconnaissance and remote command and control platform. V control platform. Virgil had the looks, but was so committed to... Uh, was so committed to duty workhouse. No, wait, sorry. Was so committed to dad and the project. Duty workhouse. He had... No, I, I skipped a sentence. He had Thunderbird 2. The perennial heavy-duty workhouse. Gordon and John, Gordon, John, and Alan had the tough job of being expert in all of the rest of the equipment. All heroes. <laughs> all heroes. And then there was Brains, an unparalleled engineering genius, and our little secrets. <laughs> as much as a part of the team as any other single member as as much flawed and quirky as he was amazing and lovable brains was not perfect but he was the best mother earth had to offer <laughs> but the true beauty of this old show the reason all of us got up at 6am to watch was those wonderful beasts the thunderbirds themselves Jerry Anderson knew that his creations were the star of the show, and he made sure that they were kept front and center. So with this movie, what the hell were the producers thinking? Whoever was in charge, and I'm not saying it was Jonathan Frakes, had simply no idea. Obviously, they had no idea that they were playing with an institution as opposed to a cool plot idea. The whole movie has... The whole movie was two things a Spy Kids clone, and a running advertisement for Ford. And that's it. Okay, the technical stuff was there. I thought the updating of the beloved Thunderbirds was quite good to a point. And Tracy Island seemed up to it. 
had all the right stuff, except we never saw it work right. After that? It was all downhill into the pits, and it went pretty low. The script wasn't written, it was... <laughs> it was excreted. <laughs> the, cast, oh, wow. the casting was abysmal. The costume costuming was third rate. That's fun. He's talking about the new Thunderbirds, maybe not the original Thunderbirds. Oh. The costuming was third rate. As a father, I would be embarrassed if my son said this was a cool film. It would mean I would have to explain to him why it isn't. He is going to see the original series one day, so I have to. <coughs> Whoever masterminded this is the... Whoever masterminded this mess should go away. <laughs> <laughs> to the producers that still own the... Wait, this has a question mark at the end. To the producers that still own the rights? Given another shot. People want to see the Tracys solving problems as they do. Make my kids proud. Make me proud. <laughs> That's the end. Oh, wow. Well done, sir. Now read one more review and then Bartek can shoot off some uh, YouTube comments. Mm. This one's called It's a Kids Movie. Ten stars. Written in 2005. I've looked at this movie three times just to study it. And quite honestly, it's not a movie made for adults. It's clearly a movie for kids. And if one tries to look at it, not as an adult, as a kid, I have to say that the director did an excellent job. The old series are copied in an excellent way. It lets kids see that team play is so important as it is in real life. When you watch this movie, try to watch it without certain expectations. You'll see that it is a it is you you'll see that it is long, not as bad as you first thought. I did not find one swear word in all of the movie, nor did I find any sex in it. He watched it three times. <laughs> any sex in it, and that in a movie of the twenty first of the. 21 century, there's no first of the 21 century, you see not all movies need these. That's one of the reasons why I like this one. Hmm. That's it. Bartek? That was kind of nice, actually. I've got approximately 11 comments, so you can space it out however you want. Blast us with like three or four. Alright. So, this first one right here, it's a, this, yeah, okay, okay. This one is a more positive one. I don't see what's worth complaining about. The movie was cool. The spaceships were really cool looking. Sure, it focused on the Thunder Birds kids, but it's not like it's any cheesier than 60s puppet show. And it's not the only movie that ruined childhoods. Look at Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> No, no. Did you hear that, guys? Yeah, Charlie yeah, and the Chocolate. No. Charlie and the Chocolate, Factory, Ninja Turtles, and Man of Steel! And response to that comment, I really liked it. <laughs> Second comment right here. We've got a bit of a, a bit of a smart ass here. 2010, huh? This movie was set in 2010. By oh, the yeah! Way. Oh, yeah! It was set in the future. Well, the past now. <laughs> oh, the past now, yes. Um, and this person is being a bit snarky about it. 2010, huh? Well, that didn't happen. Oh, and was that the Mandarin from Iron Man 3 playing the villain? Oh. Dot, 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 question mark. Um, it's true. Ben Kingsley was a Mandarin. Yes, yeah. he was. 
And the third comment, and this one's in all caps and it ends with one exclamation mark. The NOSTALGIA! <laughs> oh, that's it. That was perfect. Yep. <laughs> you want me to read any more or not? Yeah, read another one. Alright. Um, this one points out something that was in the trailer, but not in the final movie. Oh. You know how in this movie they say Thunderbirds are go? Yeah. Yeah. I think in the trailer they said, let's thunderize. <laughs> and some people had, uh, problems with that. In fact, I'll read the next two because they're both about the thunderize thing. So the first one, let's thunderize. Let's thunderize? No! It's Thunderbirds are go! What were you thinking, Hollywood? And the next, wow. com- and the next comment, the f- this is one has responses. The initial comment is just thunderize, <laughs> and the response, that even a word, or did the scriptwriters pull it out of their asses? And the last response, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was perfect. Now I've got a ten star review here called "Great Movie 2004." It came out <clears throat> this review. <clears throat> I don't. I really don't know what all the complaints are about. I think this movie is great. There's non-stop action. Great special effects. <laughs> great story. I am 31 years old. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Good on you for watching this movie. <laughs> I am 31 years old. I've seen the original a few times, but I am no expert on the Thunderbird world. I took my seven-year-old son, and he enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sure. Oh boy. I don't think anyone dies in the movie. The violence is not too bad. There's not too much sexual overtone that some over kids movies. Uh, what I say? There's not too much sexual overtone that some over kids movies out there have, but there is some. Over kids. <laughs> That's a good sentence, isn't it? I think it's supposed to be like other kid movies. Um. There are some funny one-liners. I think when they made this movie, they took it to... They took it... They were, when they made... Yeah. I think when they made this movie, they took is serious. Ooh, is serious, <laughs> Reese. This was written in, in Memphis. Oh, oh, so, so America, were they speaking? English? Yeah. <laughs> Not like some other remakes that have come out in the recent past where they try to poke fun at a series. If you want to take your kids to see a great movie this summer, take them to this. You might find that you like it too. Aww. Now this next review is called FAB Good Time Had by All. Funnily enough, written in 2004 in Country, New South Wales, Australia. Oh, that's where you're from. Yeah, it just says country. Like, no, a specific <laughs> town. Just from the country. This one's a bit of a longer review, but you'll find out. Here we go. <clears throat> it's the green Ten stars. <laughs> Ten stars. <laughs> it really is. Over the years of wearing my Thunderbirds tie to work, yes. I have. <laughs> this sounds like me. <laughs> I have met so many people who all go on about how they loved the childhood TV show that many of us grew up with. Many of us had been waiting for the movie to make it here and formed a group of some 30 people to attend opening night together, with some bringing. with, with some bringing none Thunderbird fans. I read the reviews on IMDb only an hour before seeing the movie. The not-so-friendly comments had me worry that everyone, every, everyone of us would come out thinking the movie was crap. I reminded everyone as we entered that the movie was marketed <laughs> as kids first and not us 20 to 40-year-olds. A small tear ran down my face. 
when I heard the soul-moving theme music as the movie started, flooding my mind with good times as a kid as I got up at 6am to watch the show once a week. Then, for the next hour, I'd smile from ear to ear as the show built on the basis of what the, yeah, as what the show was all about, good entertainment. None of this crap video games that have taken all the excitement out of our kids' lives. For all the party poopers, I love the movie. I see why everyone commented on Parker and Lady Penelope roles. Even my oldest friend, who has non-Thunderbirds type, (laughs) wants a car with its own Parker to help her over the hard days. How unique. After the movie, we talked about how it was a good movie. Sure, it was no superannuation, but (laughs) do you think it would really work in this day and age? Who, all who saw it with me, have a new motto. Oh look, Parker, pink is the new black. Remember this next time you see someone in pink. And that's the end of the review. <laughs> that's a good end. Brilliant review, sir. Could you read, Brilliant. Um, like, three or four YouTube comments and then the Roger Ebert? Because this last one really, really is great for okay. me. Okay, um... So I've got a few short ones here and one long one. Um, This one here. Mm. Okay, this is someone who grew up in the bad kind of grew up. No! I remember going apeshit when this came out. I was five to six. Now, it's just so cringy to look back at. Next comment. First DVD I ever owned. Such a bad film. No! And, and this last sentence here, rip off of the original. Um, <laughs> the film ripped off the it's franchise. So, it's, how do you rip off originals? <laughs> Reese, some people on YouTube, look, YouTube people, they're very expressive, but sometimes they just say the wrong things. I'm sure they meant something better by it, but he's an asshole anyway. <laughs> this next comment. All the shit they're rebooting, IDK, why they don't reboot this. I must admit, wasn't a part of the fandom, but enjoyed the film. And I've got a bit of a longish one, and then I'll go to Roger. Yeah. Stick it in me. (laughs) Loved both this and the original series as a kid, but now (laughs) I'm older, I can see this film is terrible and doesn't do the original justice. Lots of things wrong, like Jeff on missions, Gordon in T3, etc. This had so much potential. I think they should do another live-action film, but this time, keep things like in the original. Personally, it'd make it a 12 certificate and more gritty. Maybe show briefly how IR was formed, etc. Also, the machines in the new animated series look so much better than these. Wow. He had a lot to say. Now I'll, I'll go to the Ebert review. Oh, Ebert, hit me. Did the Dwayne The Rock Johnson try to bribe him with food in this review? <laughs> no, but, um... <laughs> you were there for that. Yeah. Are you going to do his voice again, Bartek, or no? Well, I'm not going to do it. Roger's spirit's going to do it. Roger, get in my mouth. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> Roger Ebert, two and a half stars, Thunderbirds, 2004. I run into Bill Paxton and Ben Kingsley occasionally. 
and have found them to be nice people. As actors, they are in the first rank. It's easy to talk to them, and so the next time I run into one of them, I think I'll just go ahead and ask what in the... What in the H-E double hockey stick they were thinking when they signed up for Thunderbirds? My bet is that Paxton will grin sheepishly and Kingsley will twinkle knowingly. (laughs) You know what? That's actually what they would do. That's what they would do. And they'll both say the movie looked like fun and gently steer the conversation towards other titles. A simple plan, say, or a house of sand and fog. Mm. (laughs) Oh, Roger, you're an awesome. (laughs) This is a movie made for an audience that does not exist, at least in the land of North American multiplexes. Fans of the British TV puppet show that ran from 1964 to 1966. And this is a quote. While its failure to secure a US network cell caused the the show to be cancelled after 32 episodes, writes David Rooney in Variety, the Super Marionation series still endures in reruns and on DVDs for funky sci-fi geeks and pop culture nostalgists. Brace yourself for this sentence, Ryan. I quote Rooney because I had never heard of the series and, let's face it, neither have you. (laughs) (laughs) What? You told me about that in the car. It's just ridiculous. Still, I doubt that funky describes the subset of geeks and nostalgists who like it. The word kooky comes to mind as in <laughs> as in kooky yo-yos it's funny because I said let's go full kook with this oh, it's, it's gone <laughs> off and Reese, this is another thing that you said Thunderbirds is to spy kids as Austin Powers is to James Bond it recycles the formula in a campy 1960s send up that is supposed to be funny but how many members of the pre-teen audience for this PG movie are knowledgeable about the 1960s for Mika and polyester look. How many care is the if the film resembles anything in their universe, it may be the Jetsons. <clears throat> wow. A solemn narrator sets the scene. The Thunderbirds, we learn, are in real life the Tracy family. Oh, Dad no. is Jeff Tracy, Paxton, a billionaire who has built his secret headquarters in a South Pacific island where his secret is safe because no one would notice spaceships taking off. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks Eva. That was a true. good... That was good. They should have that on his tombstone. That one line. Let's face it, neither of you. His kids are named after astronauts. Scott, John, Virgil, and Gordon, and the youngest, Alan, Brady Corbett, who is the hero and thinks he is old enough to be trusted with the keys to the family rocket. His best friend, Fermat... Soren Fulton, oh, Fulton was the actor's last name, I'm yeah. so sorry, is named after the theorem, but I am not sure if their best friend Tintin, Vanessa Ann Hudgens, is named after the French comic book hero, or after another Tintin. It's a common name. <laughs> well done, Thank Ebert. you. The plot, The Hood, Kingsley, is a hero who, reci- this is in brackets, recites in unison, seeks oh, world domination. Mm. Mm. His plan is to rob the Bank of London. Actually, it's multiple banks, but... <laughs> the Thunderbirds are distracted when a hood scheme endangers their permanently orbiting space station. And this is in brackets again. Did I mention Dad was a billionaire? And when Dad <laughs> and the older... <laughs> and when Dad and the older kids rocket off to save it, the coast is clear. Unless plucky young Alan Furman and Tintin can pilot another rocket vehicle to London in time to foil them... In this, they are helped by Lady Penelope, Sophia Miles, Miles, and her chauffeur, Ron Coock. Is that it? Cook. Cook. Coock. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, he, he helped me with Miles, so, you know. Alright, this is a... He's got two more paragraphs. As the Tracys rocket off to rescue the space station, I was reminded of the Bob and Ray radio serial where an astronaut stranded in orbit is reassured that our scientists are working to get you down with a giant magnet. Meanwhile, his mother makes sandwiches which are rocketed up to orbit. And this is in brackets. Nuts, he says. She forgot the mayonnaise. Ah, <sighs> you machine. And the final paragraph. Among the big Thunderbirds FX scenes is one where the kids use their rocket ship to rescue a monorail train that has fallen into the Thames. Is that the name of the river? Thames. Thames, I'm so sorry. This and everything else the Thunderbirds do seems to be covered on TV, but try to keep yourself from wondering where the TV cameras can possibly be and how they got there. Paxson was in Spy Kids 2, the island of lost dreams, and at least knows this territory. Let it be said that he and Kingsley protect themselves, Paxton by playing a true blue 1960s hero who doesn't know his lines are funny, and <laughs> Sir Ben by trying to his best to play no one at all while willing himself invisible. <laughs> a movie like this is harmless, I suppose, but ex- oh, sorry, except for the celluloid that was killed in the process of its manufacture, but as entertainment, it will send kids tiptoeing through the multiplex to sneak into Spider-Man 2. <laughs> that leads sneakily into... My next review, the last one I have, called <coughs> Forget the Critics. Ten oh, stars. Forget everything I just said. That, okay. that <coughs> As an almost 16-year-old girl... Ooh, 15. Ooh, that's odd. I have to admit, what really first drew me into the Thunderbirds movie were, of course, the Tracy brothers. But you see, that would have made me shallow. Thank goodness I've actually watched a few episodes of the original on Tech TV and loved it prior to this, so it made me less shallow. I watched this film with my 10-year-old sister last Tuesday afternoon. Even though I was totally anticipating this film weeks before its release, all the reviews I've seen or read were not so great. Not to mention not a lot of people were attending it to when we not were attending to it when we got to the theater. Despite these facts, I absolutely loved this film. Lady Penelope and Parker were just played brilliantly, having perfect comedic timing. Brains was just so funny with being so smart and yet having an almost slower version of Porky Pig style of talking. (laughs) (laughs) Ben Kingsley gives an awesome performance as The Hood, and even though he did not give the same vibe as the original... Bill Paxton was pretty good as Jeff Tracy. And uh, and uh, uh, Mullion and Transom were okay, even though sometimes they felt unnecessary. Did we really need that seduction scene? Ugh, shudder. The other four Tracys were good, were, were good given what they had. The three main characters were played very well. Uh, Brady goes, uh, does great does a great Alan, acting before thinking. Soren is also great, giving a very believable performance, as do Vanessa as Tintin, the sort of tomboy slash love interest. The three actors have great chemistry together, and you could and you could sense the closeness of the characters. The special effects are just amazing. The way the Thunderbirds maneuver is totally believable. And the plot, though truly cliche, was well put in this movie. Even though I loved it, I do have some gripes about this movie. 
<clears throat> number one. Since when does the chiro um since when since when does uh Chirono pronounce Kurino? Out of all three times it was said, Ben Kingsley was the only one who got it right. Number two, Ford. I know that you made FAB1, and I'm really grateful. I personally liked it. But I think it's highly impossible that in six years, you would be the car of choice all over the world. Number three. It didn't show enough of the family's background, how they were before their mother died, etc, etc. And I'm just saying this because the other four Tracy brothers didn't get enough scream time. Number four. Could have used another 10 or 20 minutes, in my opinion. And then here's the end of it. <clears throat> Other than that, the movie is just plain awesome. Thought it might not... Though, though it might not win an Oscar, Thunderbirds is definitely one of the year's best family films. Get past of all those negative comments and reviews and you will truly find yourself a gem. So forget you, Ebert or Roper. I give this film two thumbs up. He is hoping for a sequel. <laughs> Speaking of negative comments, there are some, but the first one is not negative. <laughs> the first one is just simply greatest movie of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Child and hood are two separate words. I gathered. The next one is a negative one, though. And uh, just to let you know, it every word begins with a capital letter and it has five exclamation marks at the end. No, oh, that's good. <laughs> Movie sucks a hole. That's well capital done. A and the word hole <laughs> in one. All right. This one's a bit of a, a bit of a lenient person fighting with a not so lenient person. Right. Initial comment: It can be almost funny when adults criticize a movie that's for teenagers. Response. It's a fucking Thunderbirds film. <laughs> Final response, for kids. <laughs> this one has people... There's a lot of responses to this one. The most responses of these comments. And it's people... Kind of working out where, how, where the film should have been set. <clears throat> Initial comment. 2015 and still waiting to fly TB2. <laughs> response... Yup, that's what I call thunder bullshit. <laughs> Response. Wait till 2065. That's when Thunderbirds takes place, but not according to this shit film. <laughs> Response. I'll be older than Jeff Tracy. Response. Jeff would be six now. Response. <laughs> when he grows up, he'll be one of the first men to land on the moon. Dot, dot, dot. Apparently. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Maybe they'll find out the moon landing in the 60s was a hoax. Response. Maybe brains will erase everybody's memories of that and have them think it was Jeff. That's it. Well, that just spiraled mm. out of control. That's all of them, huh? No, no, no. There, there's still like five more. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> You're not enjoying these YouTube comments, Ryan? Oh, they're magic. <laughs> Aren't they? Aren't they, Reese? They are. Magic. Shoot me some more. All right, Ryan. Put this, them in me. You know what this guy says? He says... He says, I hate people who diss the motive just because it is a rip-off. Again, rip-off. <laughs> but in my opinion, for what year it came out in, it killed other contesters. Also, it inspired me to start building, and now I have a job in both architecture and... 
and engineering. So shut up, let it go, and I'm like, oh, I forgot about this one. So shut up, let it go, and stop being forgot. Faggots with one G only. I mean, seriously, I can't believe you cry about things like this. It's really sad. P.S. If you read this comment, you're at least kind. Enough to know how I feel. <laughs> Oh, we know how you feel, buddy. <laughs> we know how you feel. Reese is feeling it all over my table right now. I can't feel anything. <laughs> this next one has two parts to it. <clears throat> oh, great. It's all one comment. Hola, amigos. ¿Quién me puede decir dónde encuentro la película completa en español? I want to reveal so something. I don't speak Polish. Se los agradezco. But it's okay because the second half is in English. Oh, good. It's a translation. It says, hello, friends. Who can, who can tell me where I find the full movie in Spanish? <laughs> Please. I thank you. I thank you too, buddy. I thank you too. This person, this person, he, uh, he's got, he's been wronged by Hollywood before. Okay. <laughs> Why does Hollywood ruin British property? There's no question marks in this, by the way. Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends. Thunderbirds. They are both they both have failure Hollywood films. <laughs> Thomas and the Magic Railroad, Thunderbirds. Thomas is set in England, so it should be railway. Thunderbirds are international rescue, so they should call them that. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Another negative one. Oh dear. Uh, speaking no. of me using the word another, that's the first word of this comment. Another case of Hollywood hands on British property. Oh, no. Trespasses. The next comment. <laughs> <laughs> we had nothing to say to that. No, I had nothing. <laughs> I he, had the... he just thinks that Hollywood are trespassers. They are. Yeah. They are. Because they're like, we're archaeologists and they're the thieves. All right. Uh, when I speak louder, it's because it gets into all caps and lots of exclamation marks. Okay. I would hope so. The 2004, or Jonathan Frakes version, Frakes version, sorry. Sucks ass! Damn it. The original 1965 puppet series kicks ass than this crap. <laughs> Wow, that was mean. kicks more ass. Oh, we got two more, then we're done. Oh, no. How do you think we survived 2012? I don't know. Thunderbirds. Their secret, remember? And look, we've heard a lot of negative comments, and we've heard a lot of positive comments, but all around, this last comment just gets it, you know? The last comment is, I loved this film when I was younger, and I still do. Smiley face. Aww. That's quite Aww. a nice note to end on, actually. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Reese. Yes. Although you can't feel breath. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on the show. I'm, I'm leaving. He's leaving. He's wearing children's underpants. Uh, thank you, Reese, for attending this event of your life, uh, which is called Your Suicide. Uh, Jesus, my <laughs> reputation suicide. We yes. did say that Reese is going to die by the end of this episode. Yes. Um, Bartek, as always, you've been fantastic. You saw to the end of this episode, and you said it wasn't good. What? Earlier in this episode, you said that you've you've already seen to the end of this episode, oh, and you, you said it you wasn't don't, good. You don't know how what happens after you say "take care of you guys." Something bad happens. Oh no! Yeah. As always, you guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful, superfluously great listening people. 
as always. And if you guys do want to uh, give us a rating on on our iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. We also have our Facebook page, which you can like. And if you do want to suggest a movie to us, feel free. We have our Facebook page in which we have a post on there because we may not know the movies to to cover on unappreciated masterpieces because there's a reason they're unappreciated because they're not that well regarded they're not that well in the populace they're not a word of mouth as much as they should be and we may not know of them and you may you'll be sitting there going when are they going to do it and we may never do it so please do suggest it um other than that uh remember to catch a breath (laughs) You can't. You can't feel the, You can't feel air. Get on with it. <laughs> As always, remember to be kind to each other. Yes. Now, Reese, in the last episode you were on, Race to Witch Mountain, you made a comment that you're not good at improvisation. I, indeed I did, yes, that's correct. Why don't we just do a quick improvisation exercise just to end this episode off okay okay all three of us okay oh good should we right should we do like a word at a time or like a sentence at a time sure all right which one like word or sentence word word all right word word association oh okay a word association not like creating a like story oh we can yeah let's do that yeah all right so what, what should our story be about uh it should be about uh how hard it is to catch your breath How oh, one can you not know, just feel it's gone on. Let's just do it. <laughs> Stop it. All right. Reese is dead on the inside. Who should start? Ryan. Oh, okay. All right. Well, one word at a time. We'll go Ryan, me, Reese. Right. Once there was a boy who couldn't catch a breath. He tried very, very, very hard to catch that damn. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're waiting on you. Is this where but. we fail? <laughs> Get the damn butt. Alright, he's talking about bums. Go ahead. No, I said butt. Plug. <laughs> In. The. Mouth. <laughs> where. His. Tongue. Is. Place. <laughs> what was that? Placed. Placed. Fuck me, dead boy. Yeah. However, (laughs) (laughs) my dad once held a turtle (laughs) fart. That turtle fart. (laughs) You once held a turtle (laughs) fart in the. C. <laughs> Where his. Can you see where his. Son. Had. Sex. And. Died. Wait, what's the sentence? <laughs> where his son had sex and died! Where his dad held a, a turtle, turtle fart in, in the head. sea where his, his son, son had sex, sex and died? <laughs> Is that the end of the story or shit? Finn. 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 Till next time, guys. Remember to not.
catch turtle farts in your head at a beach where your son had sex and died. And I swear to God, if I find a transcript of our story on Tumblr and it's not associated to us, I'm gonna be so pissed! If it's on Reddit, we're fine with that. Yes, or 4chan.